0: the garden help you need now mid-south gardening powered by palladio home and garden with your hosts veda vance kenneth mabry and jim crowder
1: good morning mid-south gardeners we are here this morning and happy to be here i'm veda with palladio garden
2: I'm Kenneth with Dan West Garden Centers. And I'm Jim Crowder, retired, grumpy old nurseryman. Yeah, he yeah, is. We can say grumpy so many times. But, yes. But, you know, I don't think he's grumpy anymore.
1: No. No, oh, that's no grumps today. No, no grumps
2: medication today. Medication helps. Yeah, medication <laughs> helps a lot, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, funny how you have that name all through the horticulture industry. I do. And then they're like, oh, but we love him. He's so funny. Yeah, he's not <laughs> grumpy. I don't
2: know we even picked up that name.
1: So we're good. Who, who are we welcoming today, We got,
3: and We have two stations, you know, that have joined us recently. Uh, we've got uh, WNIX in Greenville, Mississippi that mm-hmm. joined us last week. That's AM 1330 and FM 101. And this week we welcome the listeners from Chattanooga. Nooga Radio is uh, broadcasting our show all three hours. Uh, that's uh, 92.7 FM. We welcome Chattanooga listeners. And uh, sometime later on uh, this morning, we're going to give away some uh, tumblers to a um,
4: A lucky, lucky caller color.
3: from Chattanooga or in some pro- or from Greenville, Mississippi. we want to hear from some of them foreigners. I love yeah. both of those places. I'm <laughs> telling you. and
4: they're
2: not foreigners, Jim.
3: I <laughs>
1: love to say Nooga Nuga radio. I, I, I love, you love, love to say Chattanooga. That? love yeah.
2: Chattanooga. Well um, I don't know about y'all. you know the last weekend we started the show out talking about how I wanted people to get their water hose out and just water, 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 right?
1: And I did.
2: So, yes, yeah. we all did. I mean, it, that's all we've been doing for the last three weeks. But, but we worse. did finally get a little rain yeah. yesterday.
1: Yeah. Well, some I mean, areas
2: got a lot of rain. <laughs> but I mean,
1: not you again. Well, I yeah, went at home
2: when it, was, when it was raining. I was at work, and it flooded at work. And I was glad to see it. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I mean, I forgot what you know rain clouds mm-hmm. even look like and the sound of rain. I'm telling you. But I was just saying, please, just please, God, when I get home, let me, mm-hmm. just let me see some wet grass, Okay. Mm-hmm. So I get home yesterday afternoon. Sure enough, the grass is wet. I don't know how much it rained, but I got some, so I'm not complaining yeah. at
3: all. I got about a quarter inch at the house. It was a nice, steady, slow rain.
4: Uh, well, that's the kind that of you
3: lightning mammy. Insane. Let me tell
4: you.
1: <laughs> was that it mammy? Was, it was loud. <laughs> yeah. I
3: mean, it's one of those where the lightning and the sound comes at exactly yeah. the same time. <laughs> Which means it's pretty close to your house. <laughs> it One was between my house and the neighbor's cross street. I saw it hit the street. Oh. You know? <clears throat> It was That's intense. when, uh, that's when the, the Belgian Malinois jumped up in my lap. <laughs> <You> uh, <know? laughs> see, I've I had d- enough of d- this. <laughs>
1: I didn't see my cat till like eight o'clock last night, and it stormed at three or four. I did not see her. To, she but just it was, was weird, dead. you
2: know. Um, uh, someone I heard someone mention that it was a threat of rain yesterday, and I'm like, please, you know, listen. Yeah. So I got I looked at the weather uh, on the phone, and it looked mm. like everything was going to miss us. I was like, it's not even going to mm. rain, you know. And of course, you know how wrong that was, right? Um, but, but I'm glad it was, did, because uh, you know people would come <clears> in. They go, uh, they had some chores to do yesterday, and I was like, "Well, I've just looked at the weather, and I don't think it's going to rain." They're like, "Oh, so I'm so glad to hear that." And I went, "No, you're not." Mm-hmm. You know, so sure enough, uh, it it changed. The weather was wrong. Yeah, which, your, it, which it never is. Yesterday and, morning, my wife Carol said, uh, "You need to
3: you need to run the sprinkler." I said, but it's going to rain, she said. It won't rain if. You don't run the sprinklers, so <laughs> you know three hours. And well, I day. hope you wash your car, also, Jim. Yeah, it all it does washed.
1: for me is just decide to leave the windows down a smidge. Yeah, for the first time in this location, and I left them down. It rained, yeah. so that's that's how you get it. It's not washing the car; it's just leaving your windows down. We actually are going to but talk about gardening at yeah. some point. I was this like, morning wait, here, we're so. just <laughs> over here, t- like we're just sitting around having coffee. Right. We are, but we're uh, taking uh, with your y'all. questions
2: here and uh, give us a call, but. 800 number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And, of course, local number mm-hmm. 260-5926. And then, guys, you can always get on Facebook Live and shoot us a text. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And lo- right. <coughs> log in to kwamradio.com and stream us live.
1: So All right. so And you'll,
3: you'll see Veda. Okay? Yeah, That's, you'll see me. There are three of us here. But they thought it was best just not to put Kenneth no. down I, I really on wish I had a camera.
1: remote control to the camera. Really do. So uh, you know, one of the things I was noticing in the garden center as um, that you couldn't keep enough water in the bucket no, no, this time. No, no, it was yeah. intense. So of course, even if we watered three or four times a day, it was still just drying it out. But then the ones that dried out the fastest were the ones that had the weakest soil. You know, where they're using more grower soil yeah. to to get it to grow. And then when it gets on the shelf, it's going to uh, dry out a little faster than some that are in different, richer, more organic soil. So that's a key to your soil and your ground is what type of good, rich, organic soil do you have? Unless, you know, maybe you have some of those plants that needs good drainage. And then you add in. Not sand, really. No, a little soil
2: conditioner, which is ground up bark, which is what a lot of these (coughs) soils are, is nothing but bark. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you have to water that type of soil a lot more often, like you're talking about, Veda. Um, And, you know, a good quality potting soil is worth its weight in gold. I mean, we've said this for 30-something years. Yeah. I mean, you can get a $2 bag of potting soil, or you can get a $10 bag. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: think we were talking about soil before talking about soil was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah no <laughs> doubt. There you go, Veda. Yeah.
2: And yeah, I'd rather, you know, buy the $2 bag of potting soil, no doubt oh, about yeah. it. Uh, but there is a huge difference in the quality of the soil and the makeup of the soil. Uh, and like you said, Veda, you know, drainage is the key. But what they've done, good potting, good quality potting soils and Jim, they actually drain, but they still mm-hmm. hold some moisture. And that's the fine line there. And that's what every soil company out there is trying right. to
1: do. Yeah, versus watering four times a day to about two times a day.
2: Yeah, and that's on, you know, d- days like we've had. Yeah,
1: like the in containers, but in the ground. You d- you don't water two or three times a day in the ground. And unless this week there was new, newly transplanted things like... A bet Jim did something. You had to plant one thing at least. Uh,
3: well, <coughs> I did actually do some this potting yesterday, but, right. uh, you know, I recently put in a couple of hydrangeas that uh, yeah. found that were, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, I found at your place that were really cool. Um, yeah, these are shade-loving hydrangeas, Jim. <laughs> they or? are. These are microphilas, yeah. you know, and they came out of uh, Connecticut, I think, where, and so they were just now coming into yeah. bloom. So yeah, they were. They were really nice, but you know they would dry out every single day, mm-hmm. and sometimes twice a day, because it's not only been hot here; it's been terribly windy. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Which yeah. makes it even worse, you know. Yeah, that, so I wasn't even thinking about sucking that. the moisture right out of those things. Yeah, when well, you, you put them in containers, you put them in These were in the ground. Now, mm-hmm. yesterday, I did some. I took some cuttings off of my night blooming cereus, mm-hmm. and uh, potted those. Ooh. I used and I used a good potting sole, but then I mixed fifty percent. Uh, soil Perfector mm-hmm. in with it so that it drains really really quick um mm-hmm. and uh, it's yeah i uh, love
1: the soil perfect yeah soil it's perfector. almost like growing in gravel yeah, yeah. because
3: most of them are epiphytes by nature they grow just attached to rocks mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah uh, you don't drainage. really need soil you just need something to hold it to keep mm-hmm. it from
2: falling over well, well but, you know most people like to try to plant uh, shrubs especially in the spring and fall though those are the optimal times to plant uh, here you you know you planted some the other day in the hottest driest Dip. portion of the of the growing season honestly. So what was the what was the key? You just knew that you had to prep your soil. And well,
3: yeah, I, you know I, I I I usually do it right, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, it, exactly. There's no excuse not to do it right. The, the raised <laughs> beds that I did last year, I really don't have to do much to. You know, mm-hmm. I could plant directly in those and because they're yeah. still in real good shape. But there are some areas where I have to, you know. Fix the soil a little bit huh, and, and plant and get it elevated, uh, but no, as as long as you're uh, going to be there to water it and take care of it, it doesn't know it's been taken out of the container. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's um, it's fairly easy to do. Now, you know, I, uh, I know that I'm not going anywhere. You know, yeah. can't afford to go on vacation. So um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but we do. You know? But we
2: see the flip side of that where you do all the soil prep the way you should, dig the hole the right ways, prep the soil the right way, but it's just some people. Uh, grab that water hose, and they just abuse the plant mm-hmm. with Bacon water,
3: overwater it as easy as underwater. That's why right. we always tell people to plant high. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's forgiving. You mean by, you mean having a couple of or an <laughs> inch or so of the root ball sticking <laughs> up yeah, out the ground. That's right. It makes the plant uh, idiot proof. Right, <laughs> and some
1: of the soils that we're talking about are the Happy Farm Earth Mix. And then we've always used that Cottonburg compost mm-hmm. before these blends were made. Is that like Happy Frog? <laughs> yeah. I knew I was going to call that wrong for some happy reason. Farm, happy Farm. I like that. Happy well, in Fox, Fox Farm. Is oh yeah. Company, yeah, Happy Happy <laughs> Farm. Ah, uh, where where's that Happy Farm? Bobber? I don't know. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Hey y'all. Well, you know, y'all got to give us a call at.
3: we'll take your questions and uh, see if we can't help you this morning because we obviously need help.
1: Yeah, yeah, get us going. What do you want to hear about? We want to know what's going on in y'all's garden and definitely in some of these different areas now that we're broadcasting from. I think we'll get some interesting questions and find out how much gardeners are exactly the same.
0: Call with your garden questions now. 844-747-8868. This is Mid-South Gardening.
5: I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPello has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to mypello.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPello products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, mypellow.com promo code STARNS.
6: No matter where you're going, take along Brim's Snack Foods to make your day even tastier. Cheese puffs, cheese curls, cracklins, cheddar fries, popcorn, pork rinds, potato chips, tortilla and corn chips, and so much more. Family owned and operated, Brim's has been serving communities for almost 40 years. And their delicious snacks have been sold throughout the South. Brim's Snack Foods, life is so delicious. Sight & Sound Theatres presents a brand new original stage production.
1: Everyone has a story.
6: All young women are to be taken to the palace. The choices we must face.
0: Go to the king. Plead for the lives of your people. At a time that was chosen for us. No one can ever know who you are. What you're
1: about to see is my story.
6: Queen Esther, live on stage at Sight & Sound Theatres. For tickets, visit sight-sound.com
1: good morning and welcome back you're listening to the mid-south garden give us a call toll free 844-747-8868 and so did you know that birds pluck hair out of animals no i know and I know they snatched some
3: out of my head sometime when I got too close to the net. They said,
1: that is true, that it's happened for for humans, too. But they didn't discover this until, like, uh, 2004 well, when somebody was out. But they do. They've seen birds landing on the back of uh, whatever's got hair, even people, and snatching snatching the hair <laughs> out of the animals. And so... Uh, scientists are still kind of studying why, why? <laughs> if we really need to know, but, because we have to know. And One, we'll spend a lot of money trying to figure this that out. Is oh yeah. so true. Oh yeah. One was to build their nest, yeah. like you just said, and the other was, um, well, you know how I do? What was the other? <laughs> Building, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was all prepared for this. Right, I was so prepared. It's, um the smell of human hair may keep predators away. So maybe I think, but it's both. not just humans.
2: They're, they're getting on cow bags yeah. and horses. And right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, funny. um,
1: that's an interesting <laughs> sight. Well, I
2: can surely understand, you know, lining their nests because mm-hmm. I have a bluebird house in my backyard, and I had to, you know, once a year, you're supposed to open it up and clean it out. Uh, and it is the coolest thing, y'all. When I open the side of the bluebird house, mm-hmm. uh, there's all kind of stuff in there. Uh, it's mostly How, soft oh, grasses, yeah. but at the top, they had actually gone out and peeled moss. Oh, and had it sitting see? on top. I'm like, reason? so that's what happened to your hair. Well, that's yeah. exactly what happened no, to your hair. No, that it. shows <laughs> a
1: good reason for moss. Yeah. Why we have to have moss. <laughs> well, and
2: I mean, uh, we'll talk about yeah. some moss here. In fact, I had a lady come into the garden center. Uh, well, she called me yesterday and she said, Kenny, uh, I've got moss in my yard.
1: M O S S or M O T H? M yes, O S S. Not a moth, but moss, but moss.
2: <laughs> um, and she said, uh, I've got weeds growing in it. And I want to, I think, kill the weeds and try to keep the moss. And, uh, and I said, you know what, good, because so many people, when they do see moss growing in, a, in wherever, they, the first inclination is to try to get rid of it. And they okay. think it killed their grass. Yeah, no, and the yeah, moss didn't so kill the grass, no, and we'll no. go over that also. But, I, you know, if you read about weed killing in moss, uh, you know, glyphosate or glyphosate, which is Roundup, uh, they say it is absolutely safe. To kill weeds in moss with Roundup, and I'm like, you know, is that true,
1: all right, Jim? You've got. I started to know
2: reading the about it last that. night, and the reason they say it is because moss is not like it most plants; it doesn't have a vascular system, so it doesn't get uptaken at all in the plant. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not saying people run out there with your Roundup now, because also you don't brown this, it. Well, because mm-hmm. Roundup,
1: I would think the the
2: brand name Roundup if you look at the active ingredients, it's glyphosate and it's got diquat in it now. Uh, And diquat could kill moss. I don't know if it does or not. So, you know, you'd have to get something like high yield kills all, which is nothing Mm -hmm. but glyphosate, right? Which is Roundup. Uh, Which is not (laughs) Roundup (laughs) labeled because it's got Mm -hmm. diquat in it. But, um, so she, uh, and then 2,4-D. You can use 2,4-D to kill broadleaf weeds in moss. Now, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that any of these products, neither of these products would actually brown the moss, but doing the research and reading about it, it's not supposed to kill moss at all. And it kind of floored me because mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it would. It has, uh, I use
3: a generic, I use Ranger Pro, which, which is, is glyphosate. Yep. Uh, And it, uh, if I accidentally hit the moss, it will brown it. Now, it does recover. Yeah. But it will pretty quickly turn it brown. So. Yeah. Maybe. It's not something I would recommend because it's off label. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Right. I would be very careful. Oh, I, w- you know. I would
2: still be very selective <coughs> yeah. on uh, where I sprayed and what. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say just don't swathe your whole moss patch with the weed killer spot yeah. tree. Although sometimes that moss needs to be just totally sprayed. Because there's so many little weeds in it, and that's so frustrating. And so, how do you make the weeds not happen? You don't. Well, you well, can. Yeah, yeah, pre emerge actually does pretty well. Oh, um, and that won't damage moss. I okay. have not seen it damage my yeah. moss anyway. Right. right. And and right. I
2: did read about you know using pre emergence in moss also. But it. But I guess it comes down to it when people see moss, uh, then you have a decision whether you want to try to kill the moss and and get your grass mm-hmm. back. Uh, or do you want to try to incorporate, or you know, encourage the moss to grow,
1: or or change the structure of your soil, well, or but let's analyze just, some other things? Well, too. let's just
2: say if you wanted to yeah. get rid of it, okay. Mm. Uh, of course, you can go out there with a scuffle hoe or hoe, or um, you know, and just scrape it up and get rid of it. But moss is usually there for a reason, and those reasons are usually compaction in the soil, acidic soil, um, excessive moisture, and 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 shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got to change those features if you want to try to grow yeah. grass and not moss.
1: Because moss is just going to grow there. It, it, it will. Because, so I mean, that's about the only thing that grows in that great shade. So, and in Memphis, with the city. Yeah, and that's soil. what you
3: know. So many people come in and say, "Well, the moss is killing my grass." Yeah. It's actually your grass is dying from. Shade and competition Mm -hmm. from the tree and everything else, and the moss then moves in on it. being very opportunistic and just moving into that area.
2: And there's some really good moss killers. You know, most of them have you know uh, ferrous sulfate, iron sulfate, or something like that Mm -hmm. in it. But but if you kill the moss, then you still want to make it less conducive for that moss to come back. And that's aeration, uh, having a pH test, uh, and I guarantee you that soil is going to be acidic. So adding lime, trying to create more light, thinning some trees Mm -hmm. or limbs, and you know, trying to keep uh, the area um, a little more dry and not so wet.
1: Well, you know, one thing that was surprising to me when I first, uh, or when um, moss was introduced like in the garden industry where people were starting to get more concerned over it and coming in wanting to find something to kill the moss. And I was just floored because I thought, why would anybody Mm want to kill moss? And I've seen
2: some beautiful moss lawns, by the way.
1: But, you know, as time progresses, there are areas that just... You know, it's just messing with the whole pattern of your landscape. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some beautiful moss lawns Oh,
3: yeah. Here. Yeah. There was uh, there's Miss Bear, if you know yeah. her. Oh, uh, yeah. She had a, a moss front yard and mm-hmm. several times went over to talk to her, and she's out there picking weeds and picking them out of the moss. Wow. You know, and just happy as can be doing yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, <laughs> you know, for some, for actually I wouldn't mind either, but I'm one of those people that can only do something that's uh repetitive for about two minutes.
4: Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can get about ten out of it. But I still enjoyed that part. So basically there is a product that can kill weeds, but it's not on the label, right? Yeah, it's an off label. We don't yeah. typically
3: recommend that you do right, that. Right. But you know, if you've read something, test it before yeah, you yeah. do the whole thing and just see what kind of results Mm -hmm. you get
1: because actually that's where a lot of uh places that create these types of chemicals learn what things do and don't get killed because hearing other people's comments we're going to take
3: your questions when we come back here call us 844-747-8868 mid-south gardening
1: Morning. Welcome back to the Mid South Gardening Show. I'm Beta with Plaudio Garden.
2: I'm Mr. Kenneth Maybe with Dan West Garden Centers. And I'm Jim Crowder, retired. Yeah.
1: Retired, bottom <laughs> line. Retired. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. we gotta get a caller. <laughs> you know, give us a call. Because if you call you Yeah, if you're get... from
3: Greenville, we're gonna give you one of these
1: fantastic
3: tumblers that we mm-hmm. have here uh, from our flagship station here at KWAM mm-hmm. in Memphis. Um, We appreciate our new uh, listeners and new stations that are joining us each week. Um, We have uh, have WNIX down in Greenville, Mississippi, AM 1330 and FM 101.1. We welcome you back. Um, And also, uh, we have a new station joining us over in Chattanooga, Nuga Radio, which is 92.7 FM. They're with us the whole three hours, and we uh, sure appreciate you joining us this morning. And we hope that you'll come to love and adore us like Everybody, Everybody else, else does. Were yeah. you going to say <laughs> like, like uh, does.
1: Memphis <laughs> does? But, <laughs> okay, so, But well, what do you mean anyway. when you say
2: invaded? Memphis doesn't? I don't know. you, do you don't want to give us a call? Say, if
1: I talk about organics, if I talk about organics, I don't know.
2: Uh, if you want to give us a <laughs> call, 260-5926. 260-5926 is a local number, 844-747-8868. Uh, and then, of course, you can go to Facebook Live and kwam.com. There's so many different ways to get in touch Feta with Veda has been heavily organic,
3: indoctrinated through her life.
1: But I was a pesticide operator. She was. Yeah. But she
3: has mellowed some in yeah. her years. Mm, and true. Only I tell because people of when, constant nudging. Though. Yeah, oh. when I first <laughs> got into this business, you know, if somebody said... Can will you give me an organic solution? I say sure, or I'll give you one that works. You just yeah. choose, you know. So yeah, so we. <laughs> but I kind have of, mellowed yeah. through the years. Yeah. There, there are newer products that work better.
1: Gosh, well, that started like fifteen or twenty years ago. Yeah, when we, you know, yeah. so we,
3: many companies like Ortho and so forth tried to create organic lines of mm-hmm. things, and they failed. Yeah, they just re- reintroduced in yeah. one, and it would die. You know, yeah. and it's just because there wasn't that demand for. you right, know, not at here, all. Here in the South, yeah. we want it to have a skull and crossbones right. on it. Right. Uh, dinghy, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> I want them bugs dead, the deader yeah. the better. Right. So, you,
1: you know, I uh, learned, I know y'all, this is what makes it so difficult. The deader the better. <laughs> I say, look what I found in my yard, and Jim goes, kill it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, I One time started, in a meeting,
3: she starts talking about the smells of spring, says how much she enjoys, you know, the smell of onions in the yeah. weed when they first start cutting them right. in the spring yeah. and i thought you know that just reminds yeah. me of yeah. right. right. and i'm
1: like that's such <laughs> gives me such a happy mood and all because you know i was in more in the country where you didn't have your lawn nice um, yeah. and so the smell of that of the onions being cut is fantastic the clovers blooming everywhere is fantastic but then, you know, I was more in a native area, and there is a place for that, but I'm sure most of you don't want it in your lawn. Yeah,
3: you know, when when, when I was a child, we had a, a real push mower. We didn't have mm-hmm. an electric mower. Yep. Uh, I mean, a Dull g- blades, you know, one yeah. greased yeah. up at all, hard had, to push. Had mm-hmm. all kinds of clover in it, you know, and yeah. I'd lay out there looking for four-leaf yeah. clovers, yeah. you know, and oh, step yeah. on a bee. and it was you all done. Yeah, you know. So make
1: necklaces out of the flowers yeah. and all that. I always make sure I take every kid. Every grandkid, how many ever I have and go make something in, in the clover field. Because I want them to still be able to establish, or feel that. All and the time they're thinking, ready, when I am I think... going to get back to
2: my video
3: games? I know. Yeah. They,
1: are. they <laughs> and, are. And I told
2: you the story many times that, you know, I walked out of my garage one afternoon and my daughter, when she was younger, had a water balloon. She hit me with a water balloon and it took mm-hmm. off running. Well, she took off running across the clover and got stung by a bee. <laughs> and yeah. she, to this day... Blames that on me, right? Yes,
1: absolutely.
2: Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she got stung by the bee after she hit me right. with the water balloon and took off running. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay, so one beneficial thing about the clover is it can help regenerate the soil. But So if you're not going to keep all of that stuff in your yard, there's a not number a of... I know, like if you're not going to have the clover, if you're not going to have the beautiful hen bit that blooms pink... But it never—it doesn't hurt the lawn, especially the hen bit. You mow it, mow it, it gets warmer, and then it's gone. No weed in my... I don't <laughs> want any
2: weed. Whether, we it, whether it has a beautiful bloom or not, the weed has got to go. Because
1: um, there's a lot of things that pollinate off our weeds. Oh, now, yeah. Jim, you may know a little bit more into this, but one of the things that I read on... And it might be an organic person trying... You know how they try... Everybody tries to skew you another way. Oh, absolutely. You know, with all kinds of things. So... Uh, that supposedly that when the clover blooms early and there's certain type of bees that start, well, there's clover honey, right?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So yeah. if we cut our clover so down. So many of
3: those are uh, particularly our native bees start, uh, much earlier than honeybees. Honeybees have like warmer temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, it, it is a good food crop and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason that we don't see as many honeybees around is because they don't have enough to eat the main reason is the varroa mite i mean they've just pretty much wiped out the wild populations mm-hmm. uh and anything you can do about that okay? the but they're bees. not the ones you should be concentrating on you know don't worry mm-hmm. if you don't have honeybees if you got bumblebees uh, Mason bees, mm-hmm. these little tiny sweat bees. Yeah. Those are the ones right. that are really important. Yeah, they just okay. don't
1: look like your cute little bumblebee that you see on all the A babies' honeybee, little yeah. shirts and all that. Yeah, or honeybee, but
3: honeybee is an invasive um, species. It should not be here. Oh
1: my goodness, why? I had the most wonderful time getting the honey uh, cones and all that out of the hives. Mm-hmm. You reached you in know. there and got them. No, we had our <laughs> we had our things on. You know okay. the. But I mean, you know, grandfather, granddaddy taught me just just casually walk up. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be scared. Don't don't flush them or anything like that, but still wear this. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got pretty close and that was an experience. I
4: bet.
2: All right, we got a caller, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. Let's go to Jerry from South Haven, Mississippi. Hey Jerry, good morning. Um, oh, what can we do for you this morning?
3: Off stuff you put out for uh, army worm uh, i think it's
7: brand number 38
3: or something like that oh I mean, yeah that's um, high yield 38 plus it's permethrin
1: yeah so that so, that works Does can you, that hear, work? can you yeah. hear that
2: jerry is 38 plus which is a 38 percent permethrin really good product
1: well, we might be having some little disconnect there. Yeah, but, trouble so anything. army worms.
4: Yeah,
2: and they're on the downslope, but they're yeah, still out there, Miss Veta Jim. And, you know, and, and if you have army worms, I mean, they'll go in there and just munch through your yard, just eating all the green tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like you're <laughs> long-term brown overnight. But there are some granulated products that you can put down, um, you know, whether it's Dilox or whatever. And then there are some, some liquid products. And most of the liquid products are going to be. Probably in the permethroid family, or the spinosin.
4: Yeah, Yeah. spinosin
2: to get them. uh, You know, the permethrin, which is thirty eight plus, we get them. Sarinara, which is another generation of pyrethroid. Sarinara. I don't know that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but th- I mean yeah anything that will kill a caterpillar will kill army worms. Yeah. Uh and you mentioned spinosad which is just a
3: bufenthrin really, yeah. which is sold in a world of, you know if you were to call a professional they're likely going to tell you they're spraying your yard with talstar. Right. That's bufenthrin. Yeah.
1: Okay. And talstar's been around a, a good amount of time yeah. as well. So it's definitely proven to be effective.
2: And, you know, and, and they're around. And, Jim, you made a comment either last week and a weekend before last. You can walk outside at night now. You know, you got your light on on you know, the back porch, right? And these moths, M-O-T-H-S, moths are flying around mm-hmm. everywhere. And you're saying that has some kind of a direct correlation with the Army worm population yes, that we Yes, they are a night-flying moth. And yeah. so,
3: you know, when we start seeing, particularly when you walk through your lawn and see moths kick up, that's the first thing we suspect that may be coming. You know, um, but they can hide anywhere. So I
1: see you, Jerry's back. Good morning, Jerry. Hello.
3: Well, Well. we are having trouble with Jerry's phone. phone. Sorry Sorry about that, Jerry. We'll blame that on us, maybe. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, Not, Um.
1: not Alan though, who's Mm -hmm. taking care of us over there. So. But, I mean, yeah,
2: I agree what with that noise. I mean, I'm hearing things over may here. may have been my stomach. Oh. I haven't had breakfast yet. That was <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> oh, mine's in, my breakfast is in my pocket right here.
2: Oh, well, it's melted now. But let Jerry, if, he gets a, <laughs> Jerry, if you get a chance, uh, give us a call back. It looks like he might be calling back. But, uh, you know, Army worms. you know, it's one of those things where, you know, until you get them marching through your yard, you don't realize how many army worms mm-hmm. I mean it can look like your it's your ground is moving You know mm-hmm. I have
1: never got to see that so when that happens in someone's yard call me so I can come watch oh <laughs> and then we'll God. spray <laughs> I just want to see really quick and, and you we'll know and, and thank
2: goodness we don't have army worms every year uh, like we did this year
1: yeah what was the last year i mean the time I mean, before we, 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 it uh, was a while it, it's
2: been a, it's been a minute but we mm-hmm. you know we we see them every year but some years i uh, kind of like the cicadas this year uh you know just go outside at night if you got trees around Pretty loud right now they are yeah. so i mean i love that I sound do too. I do too. Um, but there are there are millions out, of them out there kind of like the army worms out there But uh, if you do think you have army worms, um, you know, go out there, like I said, either put down a granulated product that you can come out and put out. Maybe you
1: should just call the sergeant. Oh,
2: you mean for the army
1: worms? Yeah. That's organic. Just call the sergeant. Platoon leader. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They'll just call those army worms right out of there.
3: You can tell she's a military
2: girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, no, back to your information. Yeah. uh, that won't help.
2: Just, I mean, you know, just in case Jerry, you know, because he couldn't really get through. Uh, And he mentioned 38. That's why we said 38 plus. Mm -hmm. That's the only product that I know of that's got 38 in the name. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's
3: just a concentrate that you dilute and spray. Yeah, and it's just more economical than someone that you can buy what a 10% or 12% formulation. You're still putting it down at the same rate as far as active ingredient over an area. Okay, it's just going to be more economical if you're buying a higher concentrate because right. you use so less per gallon of water. Right.
1: right. So, mm-hmm. Jerry was wondering on the label 38, I think you just said it, maybe make it clear how much to use per square foot.
2: Per square foot.
3: Yeah. Um, per
1: square foot, yes. Well, b- oh, see, that's why I don't know math.
2: No, because basically what you would do, I mean, whether <laughs> it's a 2.5% permethrin, a 10% permethrin, or a 38% permethrin, mm-hmm. okay? Each one of those are going to tell you how to mix it per gallon of water. And typically, whether it's a hose-in applicator or a pump-up type sprayer, uh, you're not really concentrating on how much to put per square foot. You're just mm-hmm. spraying the lawn down, okay? You're not actually mm-hmm. watering the lawn, but you're you're giving a pretty good heavy spray is what you're doing.
1: Oh, can, can you do it by, like, well— like, length, some um, width gives you the total square. Yeah, range. it'll tell
3: you how much active to put per square foot. I'm trying to pull okay. up, a, I'm pulling up a label here while the two of you band. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Here. Let's keep going so we can so. get that. <laughs> so, uh, but,
2: but, I mean, typically yeah. a gallon of water typically would cover about 500 square feet out of a sprayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two gallons per thousand. Uh, but really, all that boils down to is you, you're just spraying, you know, your lawn. Uh, you're not running through the lawn, but you're just a good, nice, heavy spray and come back in about 10 days, two weeks, if need be, and do it again. Uh, but the biggest thing, I believe, is to mix it the right way. You know, mix it the yeah, way don't it... don't
1: double that right No, it mix does it the not way... help.
2: Exactly, but it mix it the way it tells you to mix it uh, and just spray accordingly. And whether I said whether it's a pump-up type sprayer or a hose-in type sprayer, you're just getting a good heavy spray out there. Is all you're doing. Right. Yeah, the recommendation,
3: if you're using it, uh, is going to be uh, two to ten ounces, uh, two, two to ten gallons of mixed spray over a thousand square feet. So it's going to depend on whether or not you've got your, your high volume or low right. volume sprayer. But anything in that range is going to be within the um, acceptable Mm -hmm. label instructions.
1: Uh, Fantastic. Okay, we're going to run to a break. But after the break, too, I wanted to talk about maybe the differences in the sprayers that we use. Good point. Right. Okay, we're going to, I said that. Call us 844 747 8868.
0: This is Mid South Gardening.
4: ...celebration at Truett
5: McConnell University. Join me and my very special guest, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, as we celebrate America and raise much-needed scholarship funds for Truett McConnell. Our Faith and Freedom celebration is a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment to meet some of the top newsmakers and decision-makers in the nation. Tickets are selling fast, so make your reservations right now, September 24th at Truett
7: McConnell University. Go to truett.edu. When it comes to fresh, you can always taste the difference. That's why at FarmView Market, you'll always find 100% grass-fed beef. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure pasture-raised grass-fed beef. And that care and devotion goes into all of our products at FarmView Market. Taste the difference yourself by visiting FarmViewMarket.com. Carry-out and curbside services are still available. FarmView Market, farm-to-table fresh, always. FarmViewMarket.com.
0: America has a new choice for fair and balanced news. Toddstarns.com, journalism you can trust. From some of the best reporters and opinion writers in the business, Toddstarns.com takes you to the front lines of the culture war, defending faith, freedom, and your family. Toddstarns.com also features exclusive interviews with America's top newsmakers like Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, and Newt Gingrich. Find out why millions of Americans read Toddstarns.com every day. It's news you can trust. Toddstarns.com.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. America is in a funk, and that's why I wrote our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's a collection of inspirational and encouraging and hilarious stories about exceptional Americans who are doing good deeds, stories about faith and family, God and country. I do have hope for America because my hope is not based on a political party. My hope is built on a much higher power. Our Daily Biscuit, it's a buttermilk biscuit for the soul.
1: Welcome back. Um, we wanted to talk about the difference in sprayers. We do have a couple of calls, but I want to get on this before we lose the whole, the whole what of it. So, difference in sprayers. Yeah, I mean,
2: typically, you. you know, there's a <laughs> hose end type sprayer and there are pump up type sprayers. I mean, for the most mm-hmm. part, uh, the hose end comes really two different ways um and and the one of them that i'm fixing to tell you about is Mm -hmm. just the easiest ever it's the dial and spray uh it's a it's a hose-in sprayer that hooks to your hose you pour your whatever you're spraying the concentrate into the sprayer straight just pour it in there just straight into the bottle screw the top on hook it to your hose and then all you do is set the dial on whatever it calls for if it says two tablespoons to a gallon of water you just set it on two tablespoons you know Mm -hmm. and Start spraying. And the nice thing is when you're done, you
3: still got full-strength concentrate. You can pour right back oh, in the Right back in the bottle. Yeah. So you're not adding I water like to that. it at all. The other
2: one is, you know, you got gallon marks written on the side of the jar there. And if it said two tablespoons to a gallon of water, you'd put in two tablespoons, add water up to the gallon mark, mm-hmm. hook it to your hose, and start spraying. So you do have to add water to those. It's still easy to use. It's just another step you got to go through. And then the pump-ups, you know, you just unscrew the top, two tablespoons in there add water up to the gallon mark, pump it up and start spraying. Right. Uh, But, you know, I mean, I I think for different jobs... You need to have both a hose-in sprayer and a oh, pump-up yeah. sprayer at home.
1: Yeah. What do you think about the ratio of of it coming out of the hose-in sprayers? I mean, it should all. Do you have to shake it up first, or? Well, if
3: it separates, you know, mm-hmm. if you're putting something like neem into a hose-in sprayer, you want to keep that jar agitated mm-hmm. fairly constantly while yeah. you're doing it because it separates pretty quick. So yeah. anything that's oil like it, you know, when you pour it in, if you see it float to the top, then keep it shut. Um, and that's a, be the same with a tank sprayer, mm-hmm. um, with the aromatic type or the like you're talking about, where mm-hmm. you just put concentrate. The dial sprays those. You don't have to worry about it because it's mm-hmm. pulling full strength concentrate out and it's blending it exactly with the water the coming way through you the hose. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, those put out lots of volume of water. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're doing Roundup, you don't want that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you you need to be able to very carefully Mm -hmm. control where you're spraying and also the pressure that you're spraying Mm -hmm. with. Because the higher the pressure, the higher the particles, the smaller the
2: particle size, the more drift you're going to get.
3: So So. you
1: recommend maybe turning it down just a little? Well, you can can adjust it
2: on a pump-up sprayer. You can adjust the tip.
1: I mean, the hose-in sprayer? No, I don't because know you you're can... not
2: going to be using Roundup in there anyway unless you're just trying to kill everything yeah, that's
3: out there. the unless you're doing a general, lawn renovation.
1: I was, Yeah, I was meaning in general on anything you put in a hose and sprayer. It's
3: still, you know, it puts out too much water to do yeah, that. most things other than lawn herbicides like mm-hmm. Trimec. Uh, it's great for insecticides, you know, where you spray in large areas. Uh, but, the, you know, if, if, you, if you're trying to kill... Individual plants within your flower bed, and so you—you you gotta have a tank sprayer. Yeah. yeah, you just do.
2: Yeah, but but the, with the hose in sprayer, uh, whether you have it uh, water on full blast or whether you have it halfway up, it's still going to mix it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Because it's, but it's, it's on a hose sprayer? On a hose in Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it, it it's, it's regulated <laughs> by the water coming through the top of that sprayer. Right. And it you know the more pressure you have going through there, the faster it takes yeah. it up.
1: Yeah. So really, there's not a huge amount of difference in the sprayers due to the way uh due to the application it's just the ease and and the smartness of it like the roundup yeah, round up, yeah. Don't, and I'm like all
2: over I'm like Jim and you Veda, if I'm spraying a lot of shrubs I'm not gonna go out there with my pump-up sprayer I mean I'll be lugging that thing around filling it up 20 times pumping it up till your arm falls off and let you me know? tell you hauling two or three gallons of
1: water <laughs> no. around is yeah.
3: not even for a healthy person it's not
1: fun you I know put it in a little red wagon no, no just get
2: that hose end out <laughs> and whether it's the dial in spray or the other variety and just, you know, cut that hose on and you can just do it so much faster mm-hmm. that way. But like we always say, whether it's a pump up sprayer or dial spray, make sure you mix it the right way.
1: And I just look like a fireman. I feel like with all of that spray all over the yard, too much <laughs> to control for me. All right, we're going to take a break and we're we'll be right we take your back. questions when we come back.
0: The garden help you need. Now, Mid-South Gardening, powered by Palladio Home and Garden, with your hosts, Veda Vance, Kenneth Mabry, and Jim Crowder.
1: Welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. We're in our second hour out of three. If you have gardening questions, give us a call toll-free, 844-747-8868.
2: And if you don't, give us a call from the local number, 260-5926. Of course, you can always go to Facebook Live. The Mighty 990, and shoot us a text right there, and uh, go to, what, kwam.com. Yeah, that's right,
3: kwamradio.com, and you can stream us live um, and send us a question, whatever, you know, we'll be happy. want to take your questions and answer them to your, hell, I forgot what I was going to uh, say. Because you're watching me
1: goof
4: off over You'll here. You'll see, that's what we're like <laughs> yes. here. Yeah.
1: Yes, you might have to call <laughs> us back and go, now, we were talking about... Uh, so welcome WNIX in Greenville, Mississippi, and NUGA Radio had to do it in yeah. Chattanooga. Yeah. And KWAM, which is QAM, Yeah, have heard. Q-W-M. That's our flagship
3: flagship station here in <laughs> Memphis, KWAM, and uh, we welcome, uh, as I said, WNIX in Greenville. That's AM 1330 and FM 101.1. And Chattanooga Radio, ninety-two point seven FM, joining us this week for the first time. Thank you very much for coming in, and for callers from either Greenville or from uh, Chattanooga, we've got one of these. Oh. We, uh, oh, gonna show it, one of these mighty nine ninety
2: <laughs>
1: tumblers nice, here, yeah. top
2: quality oh,
1: tumbler. I feel like an info commercial. There you go. <laughs> So. Oh, directions. Uh,
2: okay, I so did have a text on mm-hmm. uh, on the Mighty990 Facebook page uh, from Darren Way. He said, uh, You know, we were talking about moss this morning. How, you know, when, when you have moss, you can either incorporate moss into your landscape or you can try to get rid of the moss. Either way is mm-hmm. fine. And there are different ways to do it. Uh, it said, uh, What type of fertilizer will you use uh, to uh, spread moss or get moss to spread? Uh, and what frequency?
1: I like him.
2: Uh, so what type of fertilizer, guys, on moss?
1: Man, it's hard to give up the buttermilk because cornbread's so awesome in it. Oh, no. But maybe buttermilk.
2: Spraying it with buttermilk, uh, there's which is great, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a water-soluble plant food uh, called Fox Farm Big Bloom. Uh, it's got a lot of really good organic stuff in there. Uh, you could spray it with that. Uh, liquid seaweed, mm-hmm. you could surely spray it with that. You just don't want to use anything that has any kind of iron in it because... Iron will kill moss or potentially kill mm-hmm. moss. Uh, even milorganite, you know, has iron in it. Uh, so, oh, that's true. You know, and
1: that, I would say, you know, organic fertilizer out there, but uh, then that would have been and, but bad. But a lot of them do have iron. Yeah. So, uh,
2: yeah, either the big bloom or the buttermilk. Jim, you said something about mm-hmm. buttermilk, didn't
3: yeah. you? Yeah, we used to use buttermilk to, you know, when we're trying to get moss to grow on rocks. And it works pretty good as a fertilizer. Use it about 10 to 1 ratio water to, to buttermilk. And just spray it out there. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, how, how often would you do that, though? Once well, a month or whatever, no, two No, you months? don't have to do it that often. Usually once or twice during the season is all you need but to do. But what if you're
1: really
2: trying to get it to, to grow? I don't
3: think you could do much as far yeah. as forcing it to yeah. grow. <laughs> okay. you know?
1: Can yeah. we just change the acidity of the soil and make it more well, compact and keep it all yeah. wet? Compaction yeah. is
3: what really is important. <laughs> you know, you'll work. find some of the soil is at or above uh, neutral with, mm-hmm. with it, you know, Different types of moss like uh-huh. different types of soil. So, we, so so
1: neutral's good for some? For some,
3: you know, right. But our mm-hmm. what we have here in the Memphis area is the type that likes to grow on acidic yeah. soil, pH 5.5 okay. yeah. or up to uh-huh. about 6,
1: 6. Yeah, 5.5 wow. ideal, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what's the pH of a red brick? <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I ask is I've seen moss grow the best over red bricks. Well, because and it's porous and it holds that moisture. Maybe that's it. Well, and it would yeah. be, you know. Especially in the shade.
3: theory, it's mm-hmm. probably, you know, near neutral.
1: Yeah, uh, I would think so. Yeah. So that's good. So um, what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Because we have two hours. Well, coming up in
3: yeah. the, at, the, at a little after 7.30, we're going to talk about aster yellows, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a disease that we see in um a lot of things, coneflowers, chrysanthemums, Yeah, I said, oh,
1: there's yellow asters. It's <laughs> like, no, aster, yellow. Aster yellow. It's, like, yeah. it's bizarre. So you'll yeah. have to listen we're for it. We're going to talk one. a little
3: bit about that. And then coming up in the uh, third hour, we're going to talk about naked ladies in the garden.
1: Watch
4: your
3: mouth, Jim. <laughs> we're going to talk about Lycoris. Yeah, I a have questions
1: show. about this yeah. naked lady. Naked, if you're in the South, you know it? what <laughs> You know
3: what Lycoris means?
1: You know, I don't, bummer. means twilight.
3: Translates to twilight. Hmm. Now,
4: Not I that you'll I'm ever need of, that information. I
3: know, I was <laughs> thinking about
1: that. Why we named though do they come up at twilight? You wake up at twilight and they're there? You know, Maybe you get, it's something like that. You
3: get down around the coast, a lot of them call them hurricane lilies because they huh. typically come up when the hurricane season is on. Yeah, that's a pretty so neat
2: bulb. I mean, yeah. you plant that thing and, you know, you forget about it. And next thing you know, you get this foliage that comes up and then it dies away, and then, well, surprise, you get this, uh, well, we'll talk about surprise. this. Surprise, really. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh-oh, here we go. Yeah. We're
1: going to talk about it before it's time to talk yeah. about it.
2: Now, one thing, guys, also, it seems like, and we see this year-round, but uh, in the past week, uh, you know, we've talked about army worms and we've talked about lace bug, and we've talked about cottony leafhoppers and all Japanese beetles and all Spittle that stuff bugs. that's going on. Um, but I, I've had two or three people come into the garden center this week uh, with samples of their English ivy uh, turning yellow and black spots. Um, and, you know, typically that can be a, what's a disease? Uh, it can be a bacterium or it can be a fungal problem. Um, but I, I was telling this guy yesterday, I said, now, you know, for English ivy, it's a couple things. One is, you know, you want to try to keep the English ivy is uh, debris free as you can you know what i'm saying all laughing at that i know i know and and, and, and it's impossible to to completely get every leaf out of that ivy bed Uh, but you've got to give it some effort i'm telling you so we're gonna try to keep it as clean as you possibly can uh and he had overhead irrigation on english ivy uh and that's just not the best thing either i mean it's better than not watering at all i get that (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me, but any time you get, constantly get moisture on the foliage of English ivy, you are creating a, a an environment uh, mm-hmm. for fungal uh, pathogens. You just are. But uh, what I told the gentleman is, yes, you want to go out there and spray something like liquid copper because copper will get both bacteriums and fungal pathogens. Come back 10 days, 2 weeks. Make sure you spray it again. Try to blow out. Uh, any, uh, you know, leaves that have fallen, you know, off the ivy. But then I said, you know, other than watching the overhead irrigation and trying to clean it up and spraying, like I said, at least twice, you still want to do everything you can to make it conducive for growth. Uh, Go out there potentially and lime your ivy bed. You know, a lot of people have never heard of liming ivy. Ivy likes that pH up there, uh, you know, between 6.2 and 6.8. Uh, And a lot of times, ivy is under these trees where we typically just don't lime, okay? So get the pH tested. Uh, Secondly, go out there and feed that ivy. And whether it's a liquid plant food or whether it's a granulated, you know, something like milorganite, uh, you still want to get that ivy as healthy as you possibly can, where, yeah, you've got to spray. And that will knock out the fungus, but if you don't change these other things that— could be causing a problem. You're always going to be spraying.
1: Right. So maybe one problem is we water it too much. Oh, there's no doubt. Which then makes me wonder what we're doing to the tree that the ivy is around. If we're watering so much to keep that ivy, we think we need to water that much. Do you think it would damage the tree over time?
3: If it's a mature tree, no. The Mm -hmm. only thing you can damage you know, if, if the water's spraying directly on the bark of the tree constantly, mm. you can damage that tree because that you'll end up with some rot in there usually it, if it stays wet all the time.
1: When it, you think just once a week at, in the hot, if hot it's established, summer. Um, yeah, if it's well, established. you know, a big
3: tree, the, the, the roots are way out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know so you're not... It's not going to be a mm-hmm. water issue. It's going to be whether or not you're keeping the bark too wet. Yeah, and especially and if you're
2: letting ivy grow up on the, the right. trunk of that tree. Well, I don't
1: right. like that, but it's so beautiful. But it, is it just harbors insects and yeah. and all the above. But um, so I'm thinking on the watering practice, they probably have their um, irrigation heads in the ivy. But the irrigation's basically all timed off the same uh, station or zone That's a, that a lawn is. And, and
3: that's one of the issues with sprinkler systems is, you know, every day the water demand changes on plants. Yeah. If it's windy, it sucks out more. Mm-hmm. If it's not windy, if the humidity's high, you get very little evaporation. But we continue to give it the same
2: amount of water mm-hmm. on the same
3: schedule. Right. So, you know, they help you, okay? But they can also hurt you Yeah in they can worries.
2: Yeah we see a lot of Great looking plants Dead under irrigation But that's why I'd always Like to slightly Underwater Than grossly overwater
1: Yeah that's exactly right But um Yeah because Some of the homeowners Just want a nice landscape But they're not going To work on it So who's going to adjust So then that's where You get issues in your yard But just know that And yeah. replace Unless you really want To go out and set All your zones that's differently That's why we have Nurseries which I do to yes. you the stuff that's You killed That's right That's right Okay We're going to run off To a break Give us a call In the break. 844-747-8868.
0: Call with your garden questions now. 844-747-8868. You're listening to Mid-South Gardening.
6: No matter where you're going, take along Brim's Snack Foods to make your day even tastier. Cheese puffs, cheese curls, cracklins, cheddar fries, popcorn, pork rinds, potato chips, tortilla and corn chips, and so much more. Family owned and operated, Brim's has been serving communities for almost 40 years, and their delicious snacks have been sold throughout the South. Brim's Snack Foods, life is so delicious. Hello, friends. Todd Starnes here,
5: and I want to invite you to my annual Faith and Freedom Celebration at Truett McConnell University. Join me and my very special guest, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, as we celebrate America and raise much-needed scholarship funds for Truett McConnell. Our Faith and Freedom Celebration is a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment to meet some of the top newsmakers and decision-makers in the nation. Tickets are selling fast, so make your reservations right now, September 24th at Truett McConnell University. Go to truett.edu.
6: Sight & Sound Theatres presents The Biblical Stage Adventure
3: Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker, a healer, a prophet
0: This Jesus is a rebel
3: Everything Jesus does points to love
6: Seen by more than 1 million people The original stage production is now playing For the first time ever in Branson, Missouri Jesus, live on stage at Sight & Sound Theatres In Branson, Missouri More information is available at sight-sound.com
0: America has a new choice for fair and balanced news. ToddStarns.com. Journalism you can trust. From some of the best reporters and opinion writers in the business, ToddStarns.com takes you to the front lines of the culture war, defending faith, freedom, and your family. ToddStarns.com also features exclusive interviews with America's top newsmakers, like Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, and Newt Gingrich. Find out why millions of Americans read ToddStarns.com every day. It's news you can trust. ToddStarns.com.
1: Good morning and welcome back. I'm Bader with Palladio Garden. I'm Kenneth with Dan West Garden Center. And I'm
3: Jim Crowder, retired nurseryman. And I am the administrator of our Facebook group, Mid-South Gardening. If you're not a member, you should
2: join. Yes, you should.
3: we got about 7,000 people on there who post pictures of their garden. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to brag. It's a good place to ask about issues you have with the garden. Mm-hmm. And it's a good place just to sit and read and learn some stuff. I'm telling you what, it, it is really it great. Is great. Yeah. It is
1: great. And if you uh, want
3: to
2: give us a call this morning, 260-5926, 260-5926 or
1: 844-7468. So, um, popular observations precede science rather than the other way around, which is a valid way to do science.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Po- popular what, what, what you, observations?
1: Ob- observations precede science rather than the other way around which is a valid way to do science. I read that in science magazine. I don't think so. sometimes
2: what you see is not what you see. So.
1: Yeah, but, you know, there. I think they're saying when you start hearing a lot of people talking about something, popular observation, then they're like, hmm, let's check that out. Yeah. And then we go to the science side.
2: Well, and this is uh, an observation here. Randy mm-hmm. Turner uh, shot us a text on the Mighty 990 f- Facebook uh, link. It said, guys, any thoughts on why I have several of my four o'clocks that are not blooming? It's in the same area where I have ones that are blooming, and of course, there's that he's talking about aren't blooming. So he's got some four o'clocks out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are blooming, but a lot of them aren't blooming. Uh, hmm. you, well, you know, more maybe s- they're too crowded
1: in there. Yeah, so um, many options. Crowded phosphorus, would you say, Jim?
2: But why would some of them be blooming and some of them not blooming?
1: Well, soil is like a salad bowl. There's, even if they're right in the same area, sometimes your soil can still be different.
2: So you can do mm-hmm. typically
3: the better your soil, the less likely they are to have flowers.
1: <laughs> it's true because they come grow up anywhere. That's right. If they're yeah.
3: stressed, they're trying to reproduce. Yeah. and So they'll bloom mm-hmm. usually younger and uh, um, more profusely.
2: So what I would tell Randy is if they're way crowded in there, maybe thin some of them out. Uh, There is a water-soluble plant food called Fertilone Blooming and Rooting Soluble Plant Food. It's got 58% phosphate, which is a ton of phosphate. May as well try that. Uh, Mix it with water, and you can pour that in the bed. And if anything would encourage a plant to bloom, this this would, okay? The other thing you might try is cut some of the foliage off to expose the stem
3: to sunlight. Mm -hmm. That usually stresses a plant and, again, makes it think...
4: I'm dying.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So or then it
3: starts to set flowers.
1: Yeah. And because it wants to repopulate that's because right. it thinks it's so dying. So only golden life is yeah, to that's reproduce. True. Uh, also check real you know down into the tips because there could be little buds forming too. And uh, we just don't notice them yet. So check that first before you do uh, the pruning. Or you could go with this. No bloom, no room. You're out of here to the compost yeah, pile. Yeah, you
3: know, I was telling you during the break here, I've got, I planted uh, cypress vine and cardinal flower on a little fence I have to keep the uh, the Belgian melon while out of my garden. The um, what? what? My, my son's dog. You know, oh, okay. Wonderful <laughs> dog. Very smart. <laughs> does everything. obeys you very well, but if it
2: sees a squirrel... Don't get in its way. Yeah, because these I, dogs are uh, – Is they, are these the ones that are, like, big as a small horse? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. anyway,
3: um, but I planted it all along there. And I have grown it right across on the deck rail, and just it bloomed its a little hard out. And i got, you know, 30 or 40 feet of this stuff now that is thick and lush and not a single flower for uh, five or six weeks now. And I keep them well-watered because they're next to – Uh, what's really a bog garden where I've got my uh, carnivorous plants planted Uh and elephant ears and cardinal flower that just do lovely. So So you're getting enough sun. uh, Yeah, getting full sun. It's getting lots of water, but they just are not blooming. So they're likely going to come off that fence this weekend. Uh, oh know. really? Yeah, because you know, they're not blooming. No they're not bloom, blooming, no and blooming. I can't see. I've got behind them calla lilies and stuff oh, that right. are blooming. So, you <laughs> yeah, know,
4: that makes sense. That it's gonna,
1: it's
3: like Beta said. No, no
2: bloom, no room. That's you right. know, yeah. you got to go.
3: So if I cut them off, you know, then you know they'll probably start blooming a little bit. that sprouts back
2: up.
1: I oh. never, right. well, I've God never heard us. of a
2: cypress vine not blooming.
3: Uh, I remember, Miss
1: Gloria not. loved the four o'clocks. Yeah, she yeah. used to call and talk about the four o'clocks all the time. The, when I see here about four o'clocks, so I think Owensburg, Tennessee, that was the first place I'd ever seen them. And I thought, well, they almost bloom in, in or I don't see those in Memphis, but they're just uh, one of those pass-along plants, old-fashioned plants, but you can get seeds for them, too. Oh, yeah. Right now. And yeah. then,
2: and, and, and Gloria, she'd grow so many of them that a lot of times they would uh, cross-pollinate and mutate to a, you know, just a different type of mm-hmm. colored bloom yeah. uh, in her bed. So that's pretty cool, Yeah. Anyway, so, Randy, um, you know, try that water-soluble, uh, that blooming and rooting, 58% phosphate. Like I said, if that doesn't make them bloom, I don't think anything will. So. And make right. sure they're not too crowded in there.
1: Because, you know, really couldn't—I I understand that they don't like intense heat, but this is just the first week, uh, the week, that we had intense heat. So it was pretty nice up till now. So I don't think that's it.
4: Mm, no, All right, neither. let's give it
1: some phosphorus— uh, Maybe You know, you could chop around the soil. A lot of times if you chop around the soil, it it, it hits some of the roots, and they think the same thing. Kind of yeah. like a root prune, if yeah. you will.
3: Right, just cutting yeah. off some of it, water stresses it a little bit.
1: Oh, gotcha. So now that you've got that to try out, I want you to try it out, and then call us and let us know what your outcome was yeah. on that.
2: And guys, if you want to call us, once again, 260-5926, 260-5926, the local number, and 844-747-8868. Uh, if you're outside the local calling area, it's that easy. Nationwide, you can reach us. Yeah. And, Jim, you said about uh, in the next Yeah, We come back segment. after the break
3: at uh, 730 or uh, if it's 830 where you are over in Chattanooga. Uh, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about aster yellows, a common disease in the garden.
4: Right.
1: Yeah. I was going to say it's not yellow aster. No, it's aster, it's aster, aster yellows. yellows. And I wonder
2: if that's a commonly misdiagnosed Problem. Yeah, well, it we'll sometimes
4: yeah.
3: is too, because yeah. there is a there is a, um, eryaphid mite that can cause similar problems, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not not driven by mm-hmm. a pathogen mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. aster Okay, well,
2: we'll definitely talk about.
3: Think
1: about that. how many mites do very different things in the garden. But it's mites. You don't see Those the mites spider mites, they're,
2: they're horrible. I mean, they they're, are. And yeah. then think about, you know, uh, Rose Rosette, a witch's broom, uh, you know, which is a virus that affects, uh, it can affect all roses out there, knockouts included. Uh, but we, we've been seeing a lot of that, it seems like, the last, I don't know, four or five years. And we all know because there's so many more roses out there being grown now but that wind-blown mite, mm-hmm. is, um, is he's the culprit, and right. I mean, and he can tear some roses up. Something so small can be so damaging is my, mm-hmm. is my point. It doesn't have to be a big cicada, you know, hitting you in the forehead <laughs> to oh. do some damage, right?
1: Oh, I had some fun with that yesterday. So, um, let's see. You know, give us a call with all your questions because nothing is silly. Nope. And between three of beta. us, ask now well, yeah. before you make the mistake. Okay? <laughs> this is a good point. Between the three of us, we've got about 100 years worth of experience and different categories as well, and some overlap. So we'd love to hear your questions, and we will be right back.
4: <clears throat>
3: Well, welcome back to Miss Algarney. We have Veda, Kenneth, and Jim. Uh, we want to first welcome uh, a couple of the new affiliates that have joined us here just recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, WNIX down in Greenville, Mississippi, AM 1330 and FM 101.1. And also joining us this week uh, is Nouga Radio in Chattanooga. Uh, it's FM 92.7. We welcome you. Uh, to uh, our listening audience and um, ready to answer your questions. If you want to give us a call, it's 844-747-8868. Locally, it's 260-5926. It is. uh, We will take your questions.
2: But we are going to talk about right now Aster yellows. Now that's a weird name for a disease, in it
1: my is and a, disease. a weird disease. It is yeah. a weird looking, disease. Looking. Yeah,
2: it um, it's actually
3: it's caused by a phytoplasm, which is a, it's a type of bacteria. The bacteria though is different because it doesn't have a cell wall; it has a membrane surrounding it. And <sighs> what makes that kind of unique is. Because it ha- most antibiotics attack bacteria by destroying the cell wall, mm-hmm. so these things are are pretty much immune to antibiotics. And
2: where where does it come from, Jim? Uh,
3: well, it's spread in in this case by the aster Hopper. Okay. okay, which it is an, an it can be in a world of different plants. So lots of weeds harbor it, mm-hmm. but once the insect feeds on it, then for about two weeks, it just replicates inside of it, and that's one of the reasons this this disease has been hard to do anything with, is because as of yet we've not been able to culture it outside of a living cell. Like you can grow bacteria on a, on a um, dish, yeah, yeah. petri yeah. dish, right? But you, these we can't. Have, so far, have not been able to. So there's no it.
2: control for.
3: There's not okay, yeah. and uh, but the nice thing about this is that it doesn't move throughout um well okay i'll come back to that in a minute um it affects uh, lots of different types of plants and right now there are about 300 or so phytoplasms that have been identified and they think it's probably like 90 percent only maybe 10 percent of what's out there they're mostly tropical diseases they attack coconuts uh, sugar cane. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah, so they can be quite bad. And some of them attack humans. Walking pneumonia is caused by phytoplasm. So they're difficult diseases to do anything with. And in the case of this one, um, it they'll get in anemones, chrysanthemums, coreopsis, mm-hmm. marigolds, snapdragons, delphiniums, glardia, rubecia, salvia. I had to write that list down. Yeah. I, uh, oh, every that? perennial <laughs> that we've ever had. Yeah, right. And they'll get into a lot flour. of vegetables, yeah. and it's particularly a bad oh. thing on carrots I'm because nice. it makes them very bitter and hairy. And who wants a hairy Ew. carrot? Ew. Not I. Yeah. Okay. So they're it, they're quite bad disease, and the only real cure is once you see one that's affected, is remove the plant as quick. You can't possible. just cut the plant back. No, you can't with this. Now there is what complicates matters a little bit in in identifying this. There is a eriophyid mite mm-hmm. that sp- does a similar, has creates, similar a, creates a similar uh,
2: income or yeah, outcome.
3: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Um, it, it oh well,
1: you're getting my disease. I am. I just you know, had that thought and there it went. But anyway.
3: It, the symptoms are pretty much the same except it doesn't the mite is the causative agent. It's not like Rose Rosette where the mite is carrying a mm-hmm. virus. This is just the mite. So you can cut the flower off, throw it away, mm-hmm. and still grow milk flowers. Because yeah. the mite's gone. The mite's gone. Right. right. So but with Aster yellows, you need to remove
2: it and I wonder just get the plant let's out. say if you've got a purple cone flower and mm-hmm. you see and if you read about aster yellow and you see what it makes a an acination yeah, looks like it's on
1: like. the on the blame yeah but let's just yeah.
2: say so you know what to look for right and you see that symptom on your on Coryopsis uh purple cone flowers whatever okay mm-hmm. is it at that point do you just initially just cut that out of there and no. see what happens no
3: you remove it you even remove if you're
2: not it. quite sure if it's mite driven or if it's yes m- now
3: the mite if you've been in the business a while, you probably can tell the difference. Now that's what I, well, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. I want people to, to but be able to for most people, they're not going to recognize the difference in the symptoms. Yeah. Um. So it's if you're in doubt, take it out. And I mean, okay. that's yeah. that's the main. But thing. But
1: you said, or we could cut the bloom out, let it rebloom. If it's the mite, if it's yes. The oh, mite. In fact, okay. The no.
3: mite can be actually controlled with a horticultural oil mm-hmm. if you do it when the bud is beginning to open. So if you've had problems in yeah. the past do it. You can do that. Mm-hmm. And and bifenthrin will actually control these mites also. If but it would also it,
2: control the leaf hopper, wouldn't it? It, these, it the would, same products, yes.
3: But the problem is if that insect with the leaf hopper feeds on that plant, it's inoculated then. So uh, that's the reason that we can't control rose rosette is because we, can, we actually could kill the mite, yeah. but when it hits that plant and starts sucking juice and out of it. it's already, it's the damage is done. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it does no good to kill the bug. Wow. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. But it, so, but and, that,
2: uh, but so, is that a virus then, Jim? No, it's a bacteria. It is a it, bacteria. It's actually
3: a bacteria, but it is a different type of bacteria. You know, well, that's you know, and it causes two types of damage. One is where the flower turns green. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the term for that is virescence. I I've, had to look that up. I've heard, I've okay. read about that. Yeah. And then the, the other thing is it will produce what looks like more little plants coming out of the flower. And and there's, yes, you can get
2: right. varincents yeah. on um, hydrangea blooms also, yeah. mm-hmm. believe it or not. That's right, where they turn green. And and the word
3: for that is fillity. I had to look that one up too. I knew there was a term for it, yeah. but I couldn't remember what it was. I'm getting in my old age, uh, having some memory <laughs> issues. So anyway, um, but... It's uh, if, you, if you suspect it, and you can tell if you're growing a bunch of them, that you can tell when one's infected because the plant tends to be stunted mm-hmm. and it will have those flowers. Uh, I have a good friend up in Kentucky who grows masses of, um, for his hummingbirds he, and, and butterflies, he grows just rows and rows of, of sunflowers mm-hmm. and um, uh, coneflowers, and he this year got, Aster yellows in his coneflower, and he's had to remove basically Mm -hmm. all of them. Oh, my goodness.
1: goodness. That's so much detail. So y'all are so many, not so much detail, but so many things that happen in your garden. So don't make that a reason to not garden. Oh, no. Because we see the worst of what happens because people bring stuff to us. So, I mean, that's the worst of what happens It's what we're talking about because we want to solve your problems. But that doesn't mean that you've got to take science to figure it out. And you
3: would never, you know, you may never, ever get it. But if you, if you're growing coneflowers and Mm -hmm. you have one that looks different, that's one thing you want to be aware of because you want to get that out of the garden. You know,
2: did you mention, you know, you mentioned a lot of different perennials, Jim, that Mm -hmm. it can and will affect potentially. Did you mention asters at all?
1: It, I mean, it because
3: of the name, I mean, I, I mean,
2: know.
1: you would think it has to, yeah. right?
3: it does. That's the, the family is, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. good.
1: All right. It's in the family. It's, it's like, always a family issue. More so,
3: information than you'll ever need. <laughs> all
2: right, so, and, and, but that, all right, that begs another question. You know how a lot of times we have somewhat of a diverse landscape, whether it's annuals, perennials, our lawn, our trees, our shrubs, right? And in the spring, when everything's starting to flush out, I mean, you know, we always say, I do anyway, try to target your insect spraying mm-hmm. theories, Instead okay? Instead
1: spraying the whole thing. Yeah, but
2: I mean, yeah. but it. I mean, or do we go out there and just spray everything no. down?
3: No. If no. One of the things you want to do is, if you've had trouble with aster yellows, is focus on your weeds. Because so much of it can be harbored in dandelions and similar weeds, uh, which doesn't affect them, but it's harbored in there. And this particular um, leafhopper starts on the gulf coast it winters on the gulf coast and as it has generations they move further and further north so you've got some time early in the season to get rid of the weeds you know in your around your flower bed so that because leafhoppers do they do exactly that they hop and they just move from plant to plant well you know
2: we saw a ton of the cottony leafhopper this year yes we. Mm -hmm. you know the one that you know it's a leafhopper thank god it's not the one that you're talking about it's the one that leaves that little cottony residue everywhere and they were everywhere this year but it, but it made me think, and Vicki, hang on just a second, that, you know, a lot of times we say the best curative is preventative, right? Mm-hmm. Which it is on a lot of different things. But going out there and just nuking your landscape with a insecticide every 10 days, I still don't think is the answer. No. Um, you know, because... Right. You're getting rid of so many beneficials, and that's you're right. really messing up the whole right. system out well, there.
1: Well, you know, I was um, thinking in terms of all this stuff that we just discussed. That it it's so much to yeah, just don't get caught up in how difficult it can be, and that's what I like to do. Well, it's like people and plants together there's things in plants and people and that's the same that boosts your Im- immune system and i believe all that works like the healthier you eat the better uh output your yep. energy is and the better your immune system is so i'm thinking in organic terms the better your soul is the better the plants eat, Mm -hmm. and it could be a little more resistant to issues where maybe you don't have to uh, spray as much chemicals, Mm -hmm. but you may have to do something. But if a plant is at the height of its... um, its energy level or its health, it's able to repel more. Yeah,
2: and and, and Vicky, hang on just a second. I know we got to go to a break here, but um, Jim, I also mentioned, you know, trying to keep your beds as weed-free as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, now to me, it's a weed. To some people, it's a wildflower, right? right. Uh, because weeds do harbor insects. I mean, a lot of the, these weeds harbor insects that we don't want in our landscape.
1: Yeah. Weeds are supposed to. I mean, that was one thing about weeds is they'll they'll attract insects that are bad for Mm -hmm. plants and that's supposed to be uh, the way nature set it up but we don't have a balance really good because you know we're we're humans into a cycle of the ecosystem so the balance is off a little bit
2: yeah and you know i want my balance off i want to have a landscape where i don't have (laughs) the weeds out there that that harbor these bad insects these bad actors right right but they're supposed
1: to keep them off of uh, the plants that are attracted to them. But you'd have to have more weeds but, uh, than it, ornamentals to so really do So Beta's calling a, a weed a
2: companion plant. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am. I am calling the weed a companion it's plant. It's a vector. That's what it's it a, is. It's a vector. It, but it's all in the uh, balance of nature. I agree with that. Yeah. But they also cover the ground as well, which is important because we have... Um, ground that's exposed a lot but Vicki, hang on, we'll get back to you with these questions and you can call us at 844-747-8868
0: You're listening to Mid-South Gardening
5: I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at Pillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton they are soft yet absorbent and you're normally going to pay over a hundred dollars but thanks to our good friend mike lindell 39.99 that's it it's a great deal all you have to do go to mypello.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my products including the towels just enter the promo code starns or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials Again, mypello.com promo code STARMS.
6: If you're a first responder, you know the right training can make all the difference in a crisis. At Liberty University, we know the right training can make all the difference for your future. So we're proud to offer you a 25% discount on our more than 450 online degree programs. Combine this discount with our generous military benefits if you or your spouse also have military experience. Learn more about getting the right training at Liberty University by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. America is in a funk, and that's why I wrote our daily biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's a collection of inspirational and encouraging and hilarious stories about exceptional Americans who are doing good deeds, stories about faith and family, God and country. I do have hope for America because my hope is not based on a political party. My hope is built on a much higher power. Our daily biscuit, it's a buttermilk biscuit for the soul.
1: Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Mid South Gardening. Give us a call at 844 747 8868. And Vicki. From Memphis, thank you so much for holding. Thanks for holding. I had a question to uh, yeah. you, Jim. Good what you said? Beta, Kenneth,
2: and Jim. Yeah, thank. You we're great, Miss Vicky. Thank you, dear.
1: Sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, yes, what is Hello? your question? Hello. Can you hear us now? All right, we'll wait a few minutes on the question and see if she can get back to us. But
2: um, but it said something <laughs> about Vicky down there. It says asking about what Jim said walking pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vicki, I apologize. We're having some kind of phone problem this morning. But Jim, what, what did you mean when you mentioned well, walking pneumonia? Walking
3: pneumonia is caused mm-hmm. by a bacteria that's actually a phytoplasm. And it differs from regular bacteria and not having a cell wall. And that's the reason it's, um, you, it's difficult to control because almost all antibiotics attack the cell wall and, and the ability of that um, bacteria to create a cell wall mm-hmm. so it can't reproduce. But
2: you're saying this has a membrane. This has a membrane around it, and
3: therefore makes it pretty much immune to antibiotics. But it's, um, from what I understand, what I've read is that the the, what we call walking pneumonia is from a phytoplasm. But now that's and there are some there right now. In the research I read last night, they, they say that there there's about 300 named varieties of this. They suspect, because it's not been well studied, that there's probably, you know, that's maybe 10% of them. There's a whole lot more yeah. out there.
2: Um, but, but you're surely not by any means saying that insects are the cause of all these. N- no. Right. no, 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 no. It's a different phytoplasm, you know. Right. And,
3: and most of them are tropical and subtropical. So, you know, it's not something we see a whole lot here. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah. in plants. But it, it is, is. Uh, it is a serious for food crop production, it's a serious issue.
1: Right. So, you're not walking by a coneflower and it's jumping off the coneflower <laughs> no. onto you, and then you can <coughs> walk in pneumonia. So, don't worry about it. At least not in that yet. Anyway, yeah. I know. <laughs> things change. Wait, you things. know,
3: China's probably working on it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> What he said. Yeah,
1: what he said. So, uh, and that that's something that plants uh, can get and humans can get. But see, we have so much stuff in common plants and humans and actually animals. And, and, so, soil. and a lot of
3: times it's IQ.
1: Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but you're
2: right. I mean, we as humans get uh, different viruses. We can get bacteriums, uh, and so can plants, and, and of course, so can you know the mm-hmm. animal kingdom. Uh, but it's just just typically not exactly the same.
1: Well, it was like that. I was talking about the uh, glutathione. Glutathione that um, enhances plant tolerance, and that's also in humans too. The same thing that enhances our tolerance. And there again, that's why I believe in all the uh, natural things. I mean, you still have to use chemicals sometimes and you have to take antibiotics. But the natural things keep all the beneficial in your system, fighting it, And because we have a lot of this. Well, and think about,
2: you know, Bonide uh, Revitalize. For plants, not Uh, people. Yeah. (laughs) Revitalize is is a product that you spray on the foliage of plants. Uh, and I guess it's a protein or an enzyme that um, makes the plant produce its own antibodies, you know, right. to fight off disease yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like bi- biological warfare, you know. That <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> that's pretty that's
1: cool true. if you think about and it. And plants a lot, or p- plants and people can't uh, get the proper antibodies if they're not getting uh, full balance of the minerals, the micronutrients. And all of that. So just think similarly if you want to be healthy or if, and just use the same way to be healthy for your plant.
2: Yeah, and, you know, and that's something we never think of. You know, when we plant, whether it's a plant that we're putting in a container or whether it's a tree or shrub that we're planting in our landscape. Yeah, we go out there and we try to dig the hole the right way. We amend the soil and we'll throw a little fertilizer down. But it is so much more than that. And typically, we get away with that, is what I mean.
1: Yeah, we really do. But yeah, But there's so many, term. other than nitrogen, okay.
2: phosphate, potassium, there's a lot of minor elements out there, minerals and so forth, theta you're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, I mean, it's just so much going on. Uh, now, and think about this also, and I think about this quite often, is a house plant, for example. You know, you, you buy this real beautiful fiddly fig, okay, and mm. you put it in a container.
1: That ornery plant. Yeah.
2: And it's and but my point is it's it's in your house and it's been there for, I don't know, what, twelve years?
1: That would be amazing. Okay. But it could. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and it's in that same tired soil that you put it in twelve years ago. Oh,
1: how is it even alive? Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, so we're still feeding it. You know, we're we're giving it that nutrient value. But that's why you know at some point you gotta have to take this thing out, repot it, and mm-hmm. use a good quality soil right. with new compost and all that stuff in there.
1: Yeah, am I, And if you can't get it out to repot it, and because uh, it eventually can come all roots, I, I always like to put earthworm castings because it's not a smelly organic. And you product. do
2: that as a top dressing right. on existing plants yes. that are in that soil, right. so
1: it, it's actually the particles are running through. Into the root system and and it's holding it there and able to hold more moisture. Or uh, when you water it, it's a compost tea that mm-hmm. goes through your plants too. So that that can give it a longevity.
2: Yeah, Jim, you've got house mm-hmm. plants also, don't you? Uh, well, n-
3: <laughs> no, we moved them all out. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, yeah. We used yeah. to have the, the bathroom used to be a jungle. Yeah. And how
2: mm-hmm. often do you repot them, though? Okay. Well,
3: um, on average, I would say probably every four to five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, you know and. That said, I have an
2: oleander that has been in the same container for around 30 years. And that's, but, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, so do you add, like Veda would do, and I surely would, is add like a top layer of... I would tell you that's the correct thing to do. Can I tell you that
3: I did it? I cannot. You know, I do fertilize yeah. it regularly, we're but it looks beautiful and it's happy, well, so well, I'm well, okay yeah, with that. We're yeah. not done with this that's, discussion. That's, yeah. <laughs> it, th- it thrives regardless of what I do to it.
1: We <laughs> like that plant. We'll be right back.
7: When it comes to fresh, you can always taste the difference. That's why at FarmView Market, you'll always find 100% grass-fed beef. No hormones, no antibiotics, just pure pasture-raised grass-fed beef. And that care and devotion goes into all of our products at FarmView Market. Taste the difference yourself by visiting FarmViewMarket.com. Carry-out and curbside services are still available. FarmView Market, farm-to-table fresh, always. FarmViewMarket.com.
0: America has a new choice for fair and balanced news. Toddstarns.com, journalism you can trust. From some of the best reporters and opinion writers in the business, Toddstarns.com takes you to the front lines of the culture war, defending faith, freedom, and your family. Toddstarns.com also features exclusive interviews with America's top newsmakers like Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, and Newt Gingrich. Find out why millions of Americans read Toddstarns.com every day. It's news you can trust. Toddstarns.com. The garden help you need. Now, Mid-South Gardening, powered by Palladio Home and Garden, with your hosts, Veda Vance, Kenneth Mabry, and Jim Crowder.
1: Good morning, welcome back to the third hour of Mid-South Gardening. I'm Beta with Palladio Garden.
2: Yeah, and I'm Kenneth Mabry with uh, Dan West Garden Center. And I'm Jim Crowder. I am, weight-wise,
3: half of the group here. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! Why, why y'all say that? Just because easy. it's true. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's so anyway. funny, Let's get out and garden I'm more. I'm a retired, retired. nurseryman. Been in this why. business
3: for like fifty something years. Yes. In, um,
1: 50?
3: Yeah, about that. Maybe yeah, because, so you know, when, actually hmm. when you go back, it would be oh, even further. Because I yeah. started when, you know, at my uncle's nursery and back He's, when I was about 11. Right, right. You know, there yeah. are yeah. Child, child labor laws against that, D- right? Yeah, yeah right. But,
1: you know, in the agriculture industry, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. There's not And,
3: a, and oh. if it's family, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so.
4: But anyway,
3: and, and I am an administrator of our Facebook group. We do invite you to join Mid-South Gardening. Uh, it's a little different group than most uh, things. This is we don't allow you to, to do infer, looking up stuff for other people. Uh, we don't allow links because this group is about people who have actually done it, mm-hmm. helping those people who want to do it. Got it. So it's kind of it's kind of a unique group. We got about seven. We have over seven thousand members now. And uh, we Amazing. invite you to join, and it's a, it's a good place to brag. Mm-hmm. We want to see your garden. It's a good place to post a problem. Uh, this week particularly, we've seen a lot of Calicarpa beautyberry mm-hmm. that's got crepe myrtle bark scale. No. Wow! Yes, because no. it, it, it does get that, and I've seen a lot of it this week. So, is, uh, it scale, it 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 is it the same scale? It is the same scale. Wow. Yeah, it jumps to, uh, to Calicarpa. So we need to
1: plant weeds around it that has the predator for <laughs> So anyway, but we invite you to join.
3: We also want to welcome our newest affiliates to join us. Uh NUGA Radio in Chattanooga is joining us today. That's ninety two point seven FM. We welcome you to Mid South We do. And also WNIX in Greenville, Mississippi, AM thirteen thirty and FM one oh one point one. Welcome. You're gonna you're gonna find that we're a little bit nutty. Um. In but we got a lot of experience, and it's experience from people who've
2: actually done it. Also, yeah, you know. And um, I'm, but I'm a little jealous, especially of the people. Well, in both Chattanooga and Greenville, mm-hmm. Greenville because they have that great delta soil down right. there. Uh, Chattanooga because they do have a little rocky soil. There. I, I love the rock. You know, so, so you And here we are with just nothing but pure clay soil. Right. You know? And our
1: zones are very similar. They yeah. are, which is so bizarre to me because I feel like chattanooga's in the mountains and it should be fresh but they're almost just parallel as far as east and west but the problems are the same the problems are the same
3: the cures are going to be the same uh you know there'll be some small plant differences Mm -hmm. there'll be some soil differences uh but you know we're here to help you if we can we appreciate it we want you to give us a call at 844-747-8868, mm-hmm. or locally, you can do 260-5926, mm-hmm. and uh, we will will tackle your questions. Yeah. Are
1: you still giving yep. away? we're
3: giving away tumblers to, uh, if we get some of our, our new affiliates from Greenville or Chattanooga, give us a call, and we'll send you one of the mighty 990 wonderful chrome... No, it's great. Chrome? chrome? Yeah, chrome. Chrome stainless uh, tumblers. Steel? Yeah, stainless and, steel, yeah stang- but, probably stainless okay, steel. Okay,
1: Jim and I were sitting here while you were gone. And there was some bizarre noise happening. And it sounded like something was in this cup.
3: And you're putting your hand in there. I know. And my face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. What am I thinking? All right. Okay, so. we got a call. Yeah. Let's
2: see. Who we got?
1: Dwight. Let's go to Dwight. Good morning. Hello.
2: Hey, Dwight. Good morning to you, buddy. Hello.
1: Can you hear oh. a
0: question about a quake myrtle? Oh, yes, 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 sir.
1: Yes. What is your question? Anybody there? Yes, yes. I don't can know if I can hear us. So it's just kind of bizarre what's going on. If we can't, um, I don't think we can pick it up. If uh, give us a little more detail, but he said, crate and myrtle we'll sprouts. go through it. Yeah, Sprite, and hopefully we can yeah, get it back Yeah, sprouts. Home. Okay,
4: um,
2: crepe myrtle sprouts. I mean. We, we can always see that, A, if you cut a crepe myrtle down, you're going to have sprouts forever unless you kill the sprouts, right, mm-hmm. uh, with a brush. And that can take forever. Yeah, it can. <laughs> um, but let's just say if he's got a crepe myrtle, a, a live crepe myrtle, uh, and he's getting sprouts from down at the at ground level, from the roots, um, cut them out of there, mm-hmm. right? And there is a product, it's, it's not easy to find, called, what, sucker stopper? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can spray on sprouts. Wow,
1: sucker stopper. I need that on the interstate. Yeah,
2: yeah, sucker, I get it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, sucker stopper actually does a really good job in preventing a lot of the sprouts that we see come up from crape myrtles. So uh, either just keep them pruned out of there or use a product like sucker stopper. Uh, now, if you cut a crape myrtle down like my neighbor mm. did, who's yeah. right on the other side of the fence, <laughs> The crepe myrtle was, I am to this day still cutting crepe myrtle sprouts on yeah. in my
1: yard. Because they're trying to regrow because you cut the main right. one down. Yeah. So a lot of
3: carbohydrates stored in those roots and it will try to live. You know, no plant wants to die before it's time so if you cut it off it wants to re-sprout yeah it
1: literally stresses me to watch plants right and if you spray them when they're small
3: like you go out there and they they go it up six inches and you spray them with roundup Mm -hmm. you're getting a very little bit of product on there to stop that food and it wants to come again let's go back and see if we can get uh, the phone call now
1: good morning mike can we
7: can hear you yes sir
2: Ah, that is so crazy. Okay.
1: It's Friday the 13th on Saturday the 14th. Yeah. yeah
2: well,
4: All right. Um,
1: so, um, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. He's the hang sprouts on, on, on crepe myrtles. Yeah, like the one, there's one that was cut down at work, and the sprouts still come up. Well, and and Jim, they come up Three feet tall in two days. Yeah, but
2: you were talking about, you know, you keep cutting them back. You'll eventually, you know, the carbohydrates and all that. But, Jim, I'm telling you, I've been cutting these things down for uh, four I, or five uh, years. There was
3: one that I cut down in my house when I meet, when I moved in because it was just in a, it was in too much shade and it wasn't going to do well. Uh, and it had a trunk, you know, probably six inches wide, and it sprouted for about seven or eight years. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm on you know, like year five. But yeah. if you're spraying with a brush killer or or a um, Roundup-type product or Triclopyr. The more foliage you can allow it to, to grow, the more chemical you can get on it, and the shorter that period of time will be. Right. If you only let those sprouts get three or four inches tall and just keep spraying them, it's going to keep trying. It's still got lots of carbohydrates stored. It can't produce any food, but it's got a lot already in right. there. So
2: it's going to keep sprouting until it finally runs right, out. So you're saying if uh, if you cut a crepe myrtle down, or if your neighbor did, and you're getting sprouts that you do not want, okay? Instead of going out there and when they're just an inch tall, spraying with a Roundup or Brush Killer type product, you're letting Mm -hmm. them get on up there a little bit. That's right. To get a lot more of the chemical on the sprout.
1: Exactly. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think things that um, work so hard on trying to grow, like kudzu. Kudzu is insane, but it's actually a beneficial herb. So maybe crepe myrtle sprouts are beneficial. No, they're not. <laughs> there is a button on trying. the bottom of your
3: screen that translates what she's trying to say. Right, exactly. So, um, if you're having <laughs> trouble understanding, press the button. <laughs> what are
1: all the words? What are if you're a tree hugger, an organic mama, uh that's just not me. I just like the healthy side.
4: Well, Again, but, but hopefully, and I'm
1: trying to pull out you know, hopefulness with the crepe myrtles. Maybe it's an herb. Okay, I look by. at
3: it like this. You know, okay, yeah, it, you'll mm-hmm. be healthier if you do all the things that you're talking about. But it's going to add... Days at the end of my life when I'm not oh. having any fun anyway. If it added well, I, if it added I, days I know, in the right? center, be different. But if you're a cal- if you're re- <laughs> if it made me younger, it would be different. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, it's got to. It's yes, just got I'm to. just
3: going to have to spend two or three more years in a wheelchair. Right. So.
1: <laughs> no, that's the healthy point is you don't have to go to that. But how? But you know, you can be as healthy as you would not believe, and you can still. Or I know someone that is done the healthy thing forever and I'm like your yeah. house. It's like
3: Yule Gibbons that used to eat all that natural food died of stomach cancer. Right now, see? that ought to tell you I something. <laughs>
1: it's all random, but I still try to do the best I can do, and I'm doing the best I can do for my soils. Right. Let's, let's see if we can get through on this call. Making it wonderful. He's still on the phone. Oh, he's over still over on the phone. Right. Okay. Well, yeah.
2: but but, uh, but Mike, hopefully that helped you out. We apologize. Uh, we're trying to get this phone situation. Oh, so
1: basically, sucker sprouts are keep pruning them.
2: Sucker stopper.
1: Yeah, sucker stopper. Stopper, and it's, it's a
3: sucker stopper is not cheap, okay? So don't mm-hmm. be surprised, price tag. But when you cut them, all you have to do is mist them. I mean, just a couple of sprays. Yeah. So it's going to mm. last you a long time.
4: Yeah. Oh, you know,
1: okay.
3: You can spread the cost across your neighbors and let them spray, mm-hmm. too. Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> okay,
1: Wes talking about this makes me think of something that I need y'all to clarify, yeah. maybe. Okay, so you cut down a tree. And any tree or a great myrtle? Any tree. Yeah. And Okay, where does a tree feed from? From the, the, the layer between the bark and the pith, right? That's
3: where it moves the moves. food. Moves,
1: okay. Moves the food. From the food. roots the up food to food the... The food is only p- produced okay. in the foliage. Right. So then, we've been taught to drill holes into stumps and spray Roundup.
2: Or a brush killer.
1: Th- Our brush killer to kill it. How is that working through the system? Well, because it's
2: th- still being drawn down to the roots. Yes. Oh, and Roundup.
1: Um, Always for some <laughs> reason, okay, for some reason, we have to go do a break. <laughs> so we'll be right back.
0: Colin, talk with Jim, Veda, and Ken now. 844 747 8868. This is Mid South Gardening.
5: I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well they feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thank Thanks to our good friend, Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to mypello.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, mypello.com promo code STARNS.
1: Good morning, good morning, welcome back. So, um, we do have a caller, but we're going to wait a little bit to get to it because... uh,
3: We have engineers working on the
2: issue.
1: Yeah, Yeah, remotely. Isn't that incredible what technology will do?
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. But guys, welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Give us a call, 844-747-8868, and we'll see if we can get you on there, or 260-5926. Or go to, what, kwamradio.com, Mr. Jim? Kwamradio.com, you can stream us live. You and can uh, go to Facebook, and you
1: can mm-hmm. actually see VEDA. Which brings me to... Well, in Sydney... This is, uh, the well, flagship station
3: here is KWAM, which uh, Todd Starge, what's his... Um, his uh, national show
2: through here. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, we have a
3: camera for him.
2: Yeah, well, Cindy right. McIntyre just texted me and she said, Love the longer show, but would like to see all three of y'all. And we we're like, No,
1: no. And I'm like, Yes, please. So we're thinking about it. Yeah. How to, how to do that. Right, right. We can, so we can yes, cram please. together
3: over here, elbow to elbow, and be in the camera. But I'm not sure I like them that way.
1: Well. I'm not sure if that's a safe <laughs> you know? thing because so, I like know. to bonk y'all in the head. Yeah, <laughs> and is, I'll be know. right there going, she, She's
3: young and pretty and I'm old and, you know, We're all same age and just so. as
1: handsome as each other. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> we're gardeners and all gardeners. Okay, so um, we're going to wait a little bit on that. What was our next topic?
3: Well, right after the uh, after the um, 30 minutes uh, at the break at the, at the um, mm-hmm. half hour, we're going to talk about naked ladies or a like chorus.
2: How dare you?
3: Yes, I we know. are. I mean, I've they have all questions. kinds of cool questions.
1: Uh, I've got questions. Cool. They're called <laughs> um,
2: uh, Naked surprise ladies. Lilies. Surprise
3: Lilies, Magic Lilies. And say down near the coast, they call them Hurricane Lilies because they come out mm-hmm. during hurricane season. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the other ones yeah. to the spider type. And yeah. um, so anyway, we're going to we'll cover that when we come back.
1: Oh, yeah. dear. You know what? So we've been doing radio for a long time and you haven't been able to see us. I hang out, drink coffee, eat what uh, I'm going to eat. So now, is n- there anything on my teeth? So now I because not, now oh my we're God. on camera and I didn't even think about it. No, you're good. Okay, <laughs> good, good. All right, so back <laughs> to, I mean, you know, we got to be careful
4: here. Speaking I don't
2: need that reputation. You know, you were talking about uh, Crate Myrtle Bart scale a while ago, and you've seen that mm. Crate Myrtle Bart scale on Calicarpa, yeah. you know, the Beautyberry, which I hate to hear that. Um, you know, it's bad enough Me that it's too. affecting our Crate Myrtles that we didn't used to have this scale at all. Uh, but I had a, a gentleman come into the garden center the other day, and he showed me a picture, y'all, of this beautiful, massive trunked uh, crape myrtle. You can mm-hmm. It's been there for many years, you can tell.
1: Crape myrtle or A uh, Crape myrtle. Okay.
2: And uh, at the bottom of the crape myrtle, there was this large cavity at the very bottom, uh, basically at ground level. And uh, there were carpenter ants getting into this cavity. Because it's no longer how long, how long the cavities mm-hmm. have been there. Uh, and he was like, you know, so what should I do? You know, and I was like, well, you know, the, the damage has been done f- for years. I mean, as far as the cavity goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said, you know, you still want to try to clean this cavity out.
1: Well, the carp- those ants are doing that, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, well, but and you yeah. can see
2: all this debris, you know, where from they, where they're yeah. pulling all this stuff out of there. But I said, you know, get like a big spoon, a putty knife, or
1: just and whatever eat the ants. And try and to put ha- your <laughs> hand up in there. Yeah, right. and, and try to just scrape <laughs> scrape all
2: this loose spongy, little... junky stuff out of there. Right, try to try to get the real wood mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and spray it with an insecticide. And in this case, I said, you know you might want to use bifenfrin because, mm-hmm. and they all, but bifenfrin does a good job on on ants, including carpenter ants. Uh, and then, you know, yes, there are some people that would go in there and get the foam in the can. And Don't be doing I'd, that.
4: I've like done to, it. And, unless and you can knows? unless
2: you can seal that outside, you can still get water in there. Uh,
3: and it's already got bacteria in there. If you seal it up, even if you think you can keep water out, mm-hmm. it, bad things are going to happen in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done it before, and I'm not <laughs> proud. Oh. <laughs> I just got to say.
2: Jim, you would get it uh, get it all cleaned out, uh, come back and spray with a insecticide uh, to mainly kill. He didn't want the carpenter ants around, mm-hmm. bifanfrant or something that's going to kill these ants. Come back in a week or 10 days, and you spray that thing again. And then you're saying that just make sure or try your best to make it as water-friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. You don't want that thing just holding water. In this case, it couldn't because the cavity was actually – I sh- shouldn't say it couldn't. It still can get water. But the cavity was from the ground up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but You don't never, know how far it's gone up. Uh, there. Who knows, but yeah. it, it was amazing how yeah. I've never seen such a large cavity on a crepe myrtle. Yeah, And the crepe myrtle itself still looked very healthy. I don't think
1: oh, I've yeah. ever seen it because it seems like there's just such hard wood, but mulch but, around it. All in that light?
3: internal wood is dead. I mean, yeah. so it, the plant's going to be just healthy. The only thing is, if it's really it bad, me. yeah, it can make it brittle. Right, make it fall Right.
1: Over. So then, that's where you pour concrete. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> remember that? that yeah. Do you remember that I pouring know. concrete?
3: That's what <laughs> they used to recommend years ago.
1: Yeah, and it would hold up the tree. <laughs> well, would you yeah. even spray a pruning sealer? No,
3: never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inside, sealers, in a, in inside that cavity. Yeah. Nope. Nope. No. pruning sealer is only good for sealing pots it's not good for plants <laughs> don't don't put it on plants
1: oh <laughs> my gosh all the times we used to do that in the past oh the I know. P- and it's yeah. still sold as is mm-hmm. the
3: in and you see some articles that say do that you know yeah but there ain't gardeners there in them articles i'm telling you I know. <laughs> now and there yeah. are
2: still some people that prune trees, okay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they'll prune, uh, hopefully, well, you prune the limb the right way to start with, okay, not just skinned up against Mm -hmm. the trunk of the tree, and then you'll see them come back and use a pruning sealer uh, to seal Mm -hmm. that cut. But all the information that you read and even talking to arborists, they're saying, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. That the, thing's going to callous mm-hmm. over on its own. It's yeah, like it
3: is. And the black paint's going to pick up heat. and You're going to get yeah. fermentation on the cells behind is it. it and it's going to mm-hmm. eat way up in there. And then when that tree falls in your house, you go, oh,
1: gee, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> because and you took that limb off and didn't do anything. And that collar can't heal. <laughs> you know, things can't heal properly. Mm-hmm. So you just, now, this is crazy. Here we go with the organic thing again, but I just got to say, I believe I've really I've seen results. But did we things get skinned on trees and things like that? And so there's this mixture, this uh, the old tree goop. Yes, yep, tree goop. Wasn't it uh, manure, diatomaceous earth? Mm-hmm. And what was the other manure diatomaceous earth? We'll have to think of the other one in a little bit, but you take it. And you the water, rub- I mean, just yeah,
4: to make a paste, paste out of it. Yeah,
1: I know there was one more ingredient, and then
2: you would just smear that on the wound, if yeah. you will. Yeah,
1: and so that compost and fertilizer would help heal the, the scar. My view is it hides the scar because you put that dirt on there and you can't see that's, that where, that's where the old saying
2: yeah. hey just rub a little dirt on it it'll be
3: just exactly. fine exactly
1: all right we'll be right back
2: we'll have a little science when we get back here
3: thanks for listening to mid-south and we'll be right back
1: good morning good morning welcome back so, um, we do have a caller, but we're going to wait a little bit to get to it because... Uh, we
2: have engineers working on the issue.
1: Yeah. yeah. Remotely. Isn't that incredible what technology will do?
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, guys, uh, w- welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Give us a call, 844-747-8868, and we'll see if we can get you on there, or 260-5926, or go to, what, kwamradio.com, right. Mr. Jim? com. You can stream us live.
3: You and can go uh, to Facebook, and you can mm-hmm. actually
2: see... Veda, which
1: brings me to well, and Cindy, this mm. is, uh, the flagship well, well, we station
3: some... here is KWAM, which uh, Todd Starge runs his um, his uh, national show through here. So uh,
2: it's uh, we, yeah, we have a camera for him. Yeah, well, Cindy right. McIntyre just texted and she said, "Love the longer show, but would like to see all three of y'all." And we we're like, "No, no,"
1: and I'm like, "Yes, please." So
2: we're thinking
3: about it. Yeah, how to do that? Right, right. We can cram together over here, elbow to elbow, and be in the camera. But I'm not sure I like them that
1: way. I'm not sure if that's safe you know? thing because so, i like you know, to bonk y'all in the head <laughs> and i'll she be does. right there going she, she's
3: young and pretty and i'm old and you know we're all same age and just so. as handsome as each other because oh, we're
1: <laughs> gardeners and all gardeners okay so um we're going to wait a little bit on that what was our next topic?
3: Well, right after the uh, after the um, thirty minutes uh, at the break at the, at the um, mm-hmm. half hour, we're going to talk about naked ladies or like chorus. How dare you? Yes, I we know. are. I mean, I've they got have all questions. kinds of cool. Uh,
1: I've got questions. Cool. They're called.
3: <laughs> um, naked lilies, surprise lilies magic lilies and say down near the coast they call them hurricane lilies because they come Mm -hmm. out during hurricane season uh and we're going to talk about some of the other ones too the spider type and um so anyway we're gonna we'll cover that when we come back
1: oh dear you know what so we've been doing radio for a long time and you haven't been able to see us hang out drink coffee eat what Uh, i'm gonna eat so now, is now, there anything on my teeth? So now There's not, because now oh my we're God. on camera and I don't even think about it. No, you're good. Okay, good, good. All right, so back <laughs> to, I mean, you know, we got to be careful here. Speaking, I don't need that
2: reputation. You know, you were talking about um, crepe Myrtle Bart scale a while ago, and you've seen that mm. Crate Myrtle Bart scale on Calicarpa, yeah. you know, the Beautyberry, which I hate to hear that. Um, you know, it's bad enough that it's affecting our Crate Myrtles that we didn't used to have this scale at all. Uh, but I had a, a gentleman come into the garden center the other day, and he showed me a picture, y'all, of this beautiful, massive, trunked uh, crape myrtle. You see, mm-hmm. It's been there for many years, you can tell.
1: Crape myrtle or
2: A uh, Crape myrtle. Okay. And uh, at the bottom of the crape myrtle, there was this large cavity at the very bottom, uh, basically at ground level. And uh, there were carpenter ants getting into this cavity. It's no longer how long, how long the cavities even mm-hmm. been there. Uh, and he was like, you know, so what should I do? You know, and I was like, well, you know, the the damage has been done for years. I mean, as far as the cavity goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said, you know, you still want to try to clean this cavity out.
1: Well, the carp- those ants are doing that, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, well, but and you yeah. can see
2: all this debris, you know, where from they, where they're yeah. pulling all this stuff out of there. But I said, you know, get like a big spoon, a putty knife, or just and whatever eat the ants and try and to put <laughs> your <laughs> hand up in there yeah, right. and, and try to just scrape <laughs> scrape all this loose you know, spongy, know. junky stuff out of there right Sorry. try to try to get to real wood mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and spray it with an insecticide. And in this case, I said, you know you might want to use bifenfrin because mm-hmm. and they all but bifenfrin does a good job on on ants, including carpenter ants. Uh, and then, you know, yes, there are some people that would go in there and get the foam in the can. And Don't be doing that. I'd, I've like, done uh, it. Unless you can knows? unless you can seal that outside, you can still get water in there. Uh, and it's
3: already got bacteria in there. If you seal it up, even if you think you can keep water out, mm-hmm. it,
2: bad things are going to happen in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done it before, and I'm not proud. <laughs> I just got to say...
2: So, uh, so Jim, you would get it um, get it all cleaned out, uh, come back and spray with a insecticide uh, to mainly kill. He didn't want the carpenter ants around, mm-hmm. bifanfrant or something that's going to kill these ants. Come back in a week or 10 days, and you spray that thing again. And then you're saying that just make sure or try your best to make it as water-friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. You don't want that thing just holding water. In this case, it couldn't because the cavity was actually – I sh- shouldn't say it couldn't. It still can get water. But the cavity was from the ground up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But you don't know how far it's gone up. uh, Who knows? But it it was amazing how I've never seen such a large cavity on a crepe myrtle. Yeah, and the crepe myrtle itself still looked very healthy. I don't think I've
1: ever seen it because it seems like there's just such hard wood. But mulch but, around know, it too, All light? that
3: internal wood is dead. I mean, so yeah. it the plant's going to be just healthy. The only thing is, if it's really it bad, me. yeah, it can make it brittle. Right, make it fall Right.
1: Over. So then, that's where you pour concrete.
3: No, no. <laughs> remember that? that either. Yeah. Do you
1: remember that I pouring know. concrete?
3: That's what <laughs> they used to recommend years ago.
1: Yeah, and it would hold up the tree. <laughs> well, would you yeah. even spray a pruning sealer? No,
3: never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inside, in a, inside <laughs> that cavity. Yeah. Nope. Nope pruning sealer is only good for sealing pots it's not good for plants <laughs> don't don't put it on plants <laughs>
1: oh my gosh all the times we used to do that in the past Oh the no! and p- it's yeah. still
3: sold as is mm-hmm. the and in, in you see some articles that say do that you know yeah but there ain't gardeners there in them articles i'm telling you I know. now <laughs> and there are yeah.
2: still some people that prune trees okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they'll prune uh hopefully well you prune the limb the right way to start with okay not just skinned up against Mm -hmm. the trunk of the tree and then you'll see them come back and use a pruning sealer uh to seal Mm -hmm. that cut but all the information that you read, and even talking to arborists, they're saying absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, that the, thing's going to callous the, over on its own. It's yeah, like, it is. And the black paint's going to pick up heat. and You're going to get fermentation yeah. on the cells behind
3: Make it, it and it's going mm-hmm. to eat way up in there. And then when that tree falls in your house, you go, oh gee, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> because and, you took that limb off and didn't <laughs> right. do anything.
1: And that collar can't heal. You know, things can't heal properly. Mm-hmm. So you just now, this is crazy. Here we go with the organic thing again, but I just got to say, I believe I've really, I've seen results. But did we, things get skinned on trees and things like that. And so there's this mixture, this... Uh,
2: the old tree goop. Yes, yeah, tree that. goop.
1: Wasn't it uh, manure, diatomaceous earth? Mm-hmm. And what was the other manure diatomaceous earth? We'll have to think of the other one in a little bit. But you take it Imagine and you it rub- water. I mean, just yeah, to make a, paste, a paste, paste out of it. Yeah, I know there was one more ingredient. And then you
2: would just smear that on the wound, if yeah. you will.
1: And so that compost and fertilizer would help heal the the scar. My view is. It hides the scar because you put that dirt on there and you can't see that. That's where the old saying,
2: hey, just rub a little dirt on it. It'll be
3: just fine. Exactly.
1: All right. We'll be right back.
3: We'll have a little science when we get back here. Thanks for listening to Mid-Soccer Earning. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Unfortunately, we're about the end of our third hour. I won't suggest a fourth hour. Time
2: flies when you're having fun. I know that.
3: All right. And we do want to, once again, welcome our newest affiliates to join us, WNIX in Greenville, Mississippi, AM 1330 and FM 101.1. We welcome you all from the Delta. And also, uh, this week joining us, Chattanooga, Nuga Radio, 92.7 FM. Thank you very much. For listening, we invite you to join our Facebook group Mid South Gardening. You can send us a question there. You can post pictures. You can brag. Uh, if you want us to address something on the air, just put, send me a, send me a note on there, and we'll we'll talk about it next week.
1: Hey, what uh, do you think about my whole two pictures on Foliage Friday? That I, I thought posted? that was great. You, <laughs> I
3: you actually got involved hard <laughs> on
1: that. I have made a few comments. Uh
4: huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kenneth,
3: Kenneth and Veda still have to work for a living, so you uh, know they're not as active on it on the site as I am because you know I sit in my recliner most of the time and just sit there and, and deal with it when it's too hot to work in a garden but, and, and, but you uh, missed and he
2: said not yeah. as active because I'm not active right. at all on
3: it
1: but you look but I do, at well, it well I look at yeah. it
3: every day I but love I can it. you know right. sure get them a message you know yes. and the way I get Kenneth to read it is I call his
2: wife yes and then she tells him to read his messages <laughs> yes that's exactly yeah. right <laughs> but I do <laughs> look at that every day and I tell you every day I mean there are so many pictures there are so many questions Yeah, we have such
3: a good file section on things like deer resistant plants (laughs) poisonous plants uh plants for wet or or soggy areas so we have lots of good information on there
1: oh yeah i love love all the comments and People making comments on it, and then when you're correcting, everybody's just like, "Thank hey, you." And it yeah. is the yeah. real
3: deal. I'm and the nice thing you. about this one is there's absolutely zero drama. Okay, there's no arguing. Okay, mm-hmm. there's. I mean, it <laughs> is a great place to go to. It's just like sitting in your in your garden. You can just enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. and not have to put up with any crap. Right.
1: So. <laughs> and plus, we oh, what there was. Oh, no. No, I think that was last week. I thought there was a question on there. Oh, it was about naked ladies, and I said you could listen to Oh, yeah, to we had somebody yeah. want to
3: identify one, just popped up yesterday, and we'd already planned to. Uh to talk about well naked down ladies.
1: down here in the south it's ne- how is it naked, naked it's ladies naked ladies. naked, it, naked. N- yeah, naked. like I said yeah. there's
3: a difference in being naked and being naked right okay, <laughs> okay. the whole lot s-
2: what was that second term <laughs> you just naked <laughs> it's <laughs> a- N E K K
3: I D is this yeah. what
1: we're gonna leave all our new listeners with no, absolutely sh- you naked know,
3: when 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 all the kids used to go down to the to the local swimming hole yeah. and jump in there you know in their birthday suits mm-hmm. that's being naked there, and there's <laughs> no Shame, there. You know, everybody had a good time. You know, but you know, otherwise, you know, it's naked. Right. You know? You know, that's yeah, when you. That's when you blush. Because right. I'm still y'all, not everybody. getting
1: the whole why they want to call. I mean, do we look like a stem with this funky big hair sticking up in the air? Some of us. You know, <laughs> I could probably go with that. All right, y'all. We had a great time, and we look forward to seeing you next weekend in the Mid South Garden or on Jim or our Facebook page.
3: Thank you very much.
5: I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to mypello.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPello products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS, or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, mypello.com promo code STARNS.